Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire MP criticises suspended sentence for sex offender. Fundraising appeal for Watford fan tops £17,000 and danger from shopping centre tree in Milton Keynes. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hemel Hempstead MP Mike Penning is urging the Attorney General to overturn a suspended sentence given to a man from the town for sexually abusing a child. The 19-year-old man pleaded guilty to two counts of sexual activity with an eight-year-old boy. More from Barry Caffrey. The man was sentenced to 15 months in prison to run concurrently for all the offences, which is suspended for two years, meaning he is able to live in the community. The man was handed a sexual offence prevention order and a two-year supervision order. But Mike Penning has written to the Attorney General to try and get the sentence reviewed, with a view to a custodial sentence being given out instead... If that was to happen, the case would be looked at by the Court of Appeal. A fundraising page set up for a Watford supporter critically injured in an attack after Saturday's match at Wolves has raised more than £17,000. Father of two, Nick Cruis from Hemel Hempstead, was walking back to Wolverhampton train station with friends when they were attacked. Hornet supporters have criticised policing at the ground, but West Midlands police say the match was identified as only needing club security. Nick's father-in-law, Alan Betteres, says the family are praying for his Recovery. Just went to a football match and um, it's life changing now. It's, um, you know, we've got, all got to sit together as a family. That's the big thing. It's claimed around 300 staff working at Stevenage's Lister Hospital will have their pay cut by as much as £6 an hour in some cases. The UCAT union says the changes being introduced by G4S from April could put services under threat, but G4S says the vast majority of staff will either get a pay increase or see no changes in their hourly rate. Three French athletes, including a gold medalist at the London Olympics, were among ten people who've been killed during filming for a reality television programme. They died when two helicopters collided in a remote part of northern Argentina. Police are linking eight knife-point robberies at shops in Luton and South Bedfordshire in the last ten days. Three have happened at the same shop in Albert Road in Luton, the latest being on Saturday night. Bedfordshire police are urging shop staff and owners not to tackle the two men involved. It's been confirmed that the oak tree that forms the centrepiece of the Midsummer Place shopping centre in Milton Keynes has died. Managers say it could become unstable and they're taking urgent action to protect the public. More from Jane Killick. Branches are to be cut back to make sure they don't fall off on unsuspecting shoppers. Signs will be put up to warn the public not to go near the tree and round-the-clock security will make sure those signs are obeyed. But the shopping centre says it won't be removing the tree anytime soon and will work with the council to decide on the next move for the valued landmark. In sport, Arsenal are through to the semi-finals of the FA Cup after a 2-1 win at Manchester United and in racing, the Cheltenham Festival starts today with the feature race, the champion hurdle at 3.20. The weather dry and mainly sunny, maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning guys, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine's not written me a menu, so I can't tease what's coming up on the show. I've got no idea. Catherine? Yep. No, I don't... What is... Life sentences? Yes. Uh, Very serious story, actually, yeah. Um... Um, heavier duties. Yeah. And um, and 
kind football fans. There we go, there we go, that'll do. There's other stuff as well. I just don't know what yet. We'll get there, we'll get there. Lackluster start to the show, guys. Poor, poor. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC uh. Three Counties Radio. It really feels like a Tuesday this morning, doesn't it? 08459 is the phone number. Uh, now, the Conservative MP for Hemel is questioning a judge's decision not to jail a teenager who admitted sexually abusing an eight-year-old boy. The 19-year-old man was given 15 months for this and encouraged an underage girl to view explicit images online, but the judge suspended the sentence, meaning the 19-year-old can live in the community on the condition that he, guess what, doesn't re-offend. Bit of a head-scratcher, this one. Well, uh, the uh, MP in question is Mike Penning, and uh, Mike, um, surprisingly, you're unsurprisingly, you're not particularly happy about this decision. Good morning, Ian. I think there's lots of answers that we need. The public needs to have confidence in the criminal justice system. And there may be things that you and I and your listeners don't know anything about. But he gave a custodial sentence, which sounds to be right for the sort of offences that this gentleman has been charged and convicted with. He pleaded guilty, I understand. But then suspended them. I just that just doesn't make any sense to me, and certainly doesn't make any sense to my my constituents. Now we're not giving this chap's name or address away. Uh, we know he's he's 19 years old. Do we know anything else about him, Mike? We know very very little. Um, and so, what I one of the only things I can do is ask the Attorney General to look into this case. Now, if he comes back to me and says, firstly, this is a case I can't look into because there are restrictions on what cases can be sent to the Court of Appeal for leniency. Or they come back and they have a, more of an expl- explanation as to why this gentleman was released back in the community. You know, perhaps we will know better. But at the moment, we're all very vague. We're all very, a lot of people are worried. I mean, when I spoke to your producer last night, I hadn't had contact from the public. It was me that was doing this. But I now have had public saying to me, what has gone wrong here, Mike? How can we have any confidence in the system if, if this is what goes on? Do we know, and, and obviously we've got young ears listening, and, and so we have to be careful. Do, do we do we know exactly what he did? There, there is a there's a restriction on there, but it's sexual activity with a, with a minor. Right. Um, this will be the eight year old. Is the eight year old? Yeah. So, it, there, I mean, in all cases, they're all individual, and the judge must have had some logical reason as to what he done. But for this sort of offence, and we need to send messages to others that would dream of doing this sort of offence to a child as well. You know, to, for him to say, right, it's a custodial sentence, but then I'm going to suspend it and don't do it. And I'm sure there's other things out there in the probation service we work in. Be, there's a community order there. and it's all, But we need to have confidence. And I, from my point of view, I spoke to the Solicitor General last night and said to him, do you think this is right that I refer this to you? And he said yes. So let's find out what they're going to say. But from my point of view, my job is to protect my constituents yeah. and for them to have the knowledge as to what's happening. And I'm assuming, Mike, that you or, uh, you wouldn't be against him having treatment, this 19-year-old having some form of, of therapy, sexual therapy, while he was in prison. Well, that's usually what happens yeah. when we're in prison. One of the reasons you go to prison is, is to, one, one, to keep you, uh, give you a custodial sentence as, <coughs> excuse me, as a deterrent, two, so you can't do it again while you're in prison, and then three, have treatment or, or rehabilitation. 
what what we don't quite understand, you know, and as I say, I spoke to some very very senior legal people last night, is how a, a sentence like this was handed down. He did get a custodial sentence. That's the thing that's very important about it. Yeah, custodial was given and then suspended, and I think that's that's where the query is from many of my constituents uh, this morning, and probably a lot of your listeners. And it also, it, you know, it kind of it, it it does send out. There's about messages that this sends out, and it, it does send out the the, the message that. You know, it, it's almost worth the risk. You know that, that you can do something like this and not go to prison for it. Well, I'm a bit of a repeat offender on this situation as well, Ian, because I've appealed against many, many sentences where I, I have personally felt, as a dad, that the sentence has been too lenient. And sometimes I've been lucky enough to have the Attorney General agree with me and send it to the Court of Appeal. And we've had some instances where we've been successful, and sometimes they've come back to me and said, no, that, that particular offence you can't appeal against, or there were you know, very legitimate reasons. And then we can repeat that to the public, and the public have confidence. So, I mean, I don't, I don't just do it, but I look at these offences, especially offences against a child, mm. and say, you know, this has to be a deterrent. And if it's not a deterrent, then there's something going wrong. And, you know, and that's why I've done it again this time. Mike, can you let us know how you're going with this, please? Naturally, of course. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. That's Mike Penning, Conservative MP for Hemel.
Today, teasing the audience. I'm just grabbing them there, just very gently tickling them, just cupping and tickling, because uh, we were talking about Eurovision is approaching. Okay, and do you know what? I think too long have we been cynical about Eurovision. Okay, I think we've been knocking it too much, Kelly Betts, mm-hmm. and I think it's time that we embraced Eurovision. What? Yes, the entry how? this. How do we embrace it? Well, the entry this year is utter utter pony, but. But we have um, got a, 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 an expert professional songwriter, Richard Marks. Mm-hmm. Not uh, Richard. No, not that's Richard not his Marks. Name. What's his name? Ray Mondo. Oh, yeah. Raymond Marks. Oh, yeah, sorry. Richard I... Marks is the. Uh... I'm walking in Memphis. No. Whoa! And don't it feel good? Don't it feel good? I'm walking in Memphis. Oh, I'm walking in Memphis. Oh, and don't it feel good? it's the guy who did that streaky bacon thing on Big Breakfast. Oh yeah. No, you're thinking of Squeegee. What was his name? The Squeegee Man, Squeaky Mike Mc- Mike McLean. That's it. Thinking of him? Yeah. Remember Mike McLean? I'm always thinking of him. Squeaky McLean. Do you remember him? Yeah. I he was rubbish, him. wasn't he? Um, I know he was good. I don't know what was he. He was good or rubbish. He was one of the two. Come a little bit closer to the microphone, my darling. Don't be shy. This close. Just back off a little bit, my darling. Come and split this the di- split the difference before I split your lip. Oh. 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 oh it wow. Took a, that, t- that escalated quickly. It didn't took it? a sour turn, didn't it? Am I too close now? Um, Late night radio. Go on, go on. Go on, you can do it. Go on, I'll put, I'll put some sexy music on. Go All on, right, what are we going to put on? Hang on, go. This one's going out to the lovers. <laughs> Stop it, because I oh. can't jerk my head away laughing because I've got a really stiff neck. So don't tell me that. Yeah? What are you doing that for? Huh? Bouncing a ball. <laughs> Basketball style, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so what's going on on the roads anyway? Raymond Raymondo Marks. Yeah. Is uh, we was on the show yesterday. Uh, local singer songwriter. Being serious for a second. Uh, every year he writes a song for the Eurovision. We've got what would they ignore his talent? Well, no. This we've got what would have been this year's entry. Danger, no stranger. Mm. It is flipping brilliant. Uh, Daily's going to take it to the streets later on in the week. Um, and I think we need to embrace Eurovision. Yes, the entry we've got is rubbish. It's the best we've got. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to just stick with it. And, uh, and I, I, I think we should be che- cheering on Electro Velvet. Yeah? OK, if you oh, want. I, I want, I want, I want. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking at the A1M in both directions, there's roadworks between Junction 1 for the M25 and 2 for the Wellham Green turning. And that's not causing any problems at the moment. Looking at the CCTV cameras, it's really moving well through there at the moment. And that reports any delays on the M25 or the M40. For the A41 Aston Clinton Road in Aylesbury, there's roadworks going on there at New Road. That could cause some delays later on. And in Biddenham on Bromham Road, there's roadworks there between the Brownstone Way and the A6 Paula Radcliffe Way. So that could get busy later on as well. Looking 
at the train departure boards, there seem to be some problems between Luton and Bedford. The 5.39 service is delayed and the 6.34 service has been cancelled. Samantha Breff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.16, it's Wednesday, Tuesday. What day is it today? It's out, Tuesday. It's Tuesday. The t- I think I was saying it was Tuesday yesterday. Well, say it again. And now I think I spent right. the whole of yesterday saying it was Tuesday. Bummer. All right, well, let it be Wednesday. No, it's Tuesday, the um, 10th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hemel Hempstead MP Mike Penning is urging the Attorney General to overturn a suspended sentence given to a man from the town for sexually abusing a child. A fundraising page set up for a Watford supporter charity critically injured in an attack after Saturday's match at Wolves has raised more than £17,000. And unions claim that 300 staff working at Stevenage's Lister Hospital will have to pay... will have their pay cuts. Sorry, I think there's something going on in the studio. BBC Three Counties Radio. is back to get ready for a night of amazing entertainment live from the London Palladium. I offered them our local parish hall, but oh no, that wasn't good enough. A feast of national treasures like Stephen Fry, Miranda and... Uh... So, Mr Williams. Uh, it's Williams. Why do you think you should become a national treasure? As you probably know, I'm a comedian. Really? Vicar Dibley. Yes, he's going to be a woman bishop. Oh, is it John Bishop's wife? Little Britain. Can you say quack quack? I am a university professor. Oh, then you should know what ducks say. And there's a world-exclusive sketch from Barn. James Barn. I can't do it. Come and believe this Friday night from 7 on BBC One and BBC One HD. Is this? That's a it's bit... a nice song in that, but it kills the vibe. No. Oh, yeah, this is a tune. This is a tune. Get in there, fellas. Laugh when he jokes, laugh him when he jokes. It's time to give up the smoke.
We're going to play a dangerous game. No, we're not. I've, you know, I've just censored myself. I've just censored myself. Good. Just censored myself, Kelly. In fact, I'm going to close Kelly's mic because I've just censored myself. And now you're censoring her. Yeah, I'm definitely censoring Kelly. Sorry, hello. I've censored myself from a game we were going to play. What was the game? No. Well, I can say what the game is, but we're just not going to play it. Mm. Celebrities whose names are rhyming slang. Oh, I know why. Because the lead singer of that group is called Miles Hunt. <laughs> Lionel Blair. Gary Glitter. Yeah, that, so we're yeah. not going to play that game. That was the train of thought, was it? I had um, um, uh, an online row with Miles Hunt and then we made peace. He's a very, very argumentative man. Well, also, when I paid £25 per ticket to see the Wonder Stuff about nine years ago, so they weren't anything, in fact, he was bald, he'd shaved his head, um, I would have thought that maybe at some point in that concert they would have played Size of a Cow and Welcome to the Cheap Seats. You know, the hits. They didn't play Size of a Cow. They didn't play Size of a Cow. They didn't play Welcome to the Cheap Seats. And we waited for... Th we sat through... We st stood, excuse me. We stood through three encores. Throncores. And they did not play the hits at 25 quid a ticket. Um, wonder stuff... No, it's no wonder stuff. You're not. Um, you wonder know. why you're yeah. not famous anymore. Stuff. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Blunder stuff. It the blunder stuff. They're no thunder stuff. <laughs> Good one. Thank you, man. He wrote that for him. I'm glad I ended it. I'm Scott Belts. Anyway, um, so uh, Miles Hunt, Lionel Blairs, and Gary Glitter. Not playing it. Not playing that game at all. But you can text them in eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. And now news. It it claimed. It's. It, oh, okay. <laughs> it's. I just read what's in front of me. Oh, yeah. It's claimed plans to reduce pay and working conditions for up to three hundred G4S workers at Stevenage's Lister Hospital could threaten services. The UCAT union says some workers, including cleaners, could see their pay cut by almost £6 an hour. Blimey. Catherine, you've been looking into this. What is the union saying? Well, UCAT says problems began after G4S were recently re-awarded the contract to provide ancillary services at the Lister, including cleaning. Now, staff were told that their pay would be cut, their sick pay would be reduced, and holiday entitlement would also be affected. The union claims that people who work Sunday night shifts face the biggest losses, um, saying that their pay will be cut from £14.98 an hour to eight pounds. G4S dispute this. Uh, those who work Saturday night shifts will lose at least two pounds, it's thought, and which may not sound like a lot, but the union says that these people who work these shifts are mainly female, many of them have young families, and these changes will make a big difference to them. Uh, what have the hospitals said? Well, they gave us a short shrift when we called them yesterday, uh, according to our reporters. A spokesperson told us that outsourcing of services like cleaning has been going on for years and the Lister Hospital was not unique in this and they had nothing to add. They pointed us in the direction of G4S. Well, yeah, I mean, the hospital's outsourcing, but they are the ultimate employers, aren't they? So they, they have to have some responsibility, I would have thought. Uh, what have G4S said? They sent us a statement uh, saying that the new terms and conditions will enable us to increase pay for the majority of employees while providing good value for the NHS and patients at the Lister and Hartford County Hospitals. From the beginning of April, employees will receive a new pay rate of at least £8 per hour, which is more than the living wage, and an increase from the current basic rate of £6.98. The current living wage outside London is set at £7.85. Now, G4S say this is not something that a range of other institutions, including the Church of England, 
I think uh, it's, are it's, doing, according to recent reports. Is it now? It, uh, that looks like that's been typed wrong. Are they saying it is something? Is something? Yeah, it is something that a range of other institutions, including the Church of England, are doing. Uh, and you're comparing themselves with God. I would suggest that the Church of England's cleanliness is important, but perhaps not as important as the hospitals. Mm. Spokesperson for G4S also told us that there'd been an extensive consultation over this, something the union says didn't happen, and if staff don't accept the changes, they could be sacked. That's very com- strangely worded. I think someone's worded this wrong. I, I, I'm reading from that. that the, the union th- says the staff are being told that if they don't accept, they'll be staff. Yeah, sacked. yeah, uh, yeah. I'm reading the thing about the Church of England because they were in the papers recently for not quite paying minimum wage or something, weren't they? I don't know. That's a very... Oh, right. It's a very confusing story. We'll have a look anyway, at that. Anyway, don't bring the church into it. We're talking about hospital. Exactly. I've seen that. I've seen that. Oh wait, four five nine. I don't know why I give the phone number up. There's literally double five five. No, there's no one listening, and no one calls in at this time of day, apart from you know some coughing dodgers. So and it's not really. Yeah. That's not the attitude. No, no, no. Forget it. I, do you know what? I put too much effort into this, and there's no one. No one's bothered by it. Oh, this is effort. I'm. T- <laughs> I'm taking my foot off the uh, the gas. 
as my American cousins would say. The, um, the I didn't pa- know you had family over there. No, I mean, the, you know, Brotherhood of Man. I am... Uh, you know someone from the Brotherhood of Man? Yeah, the guy with the moustache. No. I thought you knew him. No, I don't know. I mean, just we're all one big, you know, I just mean the Americans. They're related to me. Oh, for goodness sakes. All I'm saying is I am um, just easing up a little bit on the amount of effort I put into this show because people don't appreciate it. Oh. And I'm, I'm, I'm yay close to having a nervous breakdown and I come in here every morning and I do this stuff and it just goes nowhere. So I'm... Gareth Hunt, says Jamie on Twitter. We're Thank not you. We're playing that game. I've tweeted it. Now, we've got travel coming up. Do you think you might be able to rouse enough strength in your Peter Pointer to press the button? Is it that finger? No. The one... That's Policeman Tall. Is it these two? That's Peter Pointer and Policeman Tall. So I get rid of Policeman Tall yeah, and do and this. Yeah, there you go. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's reports that lanes blocked between Junction 18 for Rugby and 17 for Coventry, so that could cause some delays there because the lorry's broken down. On the A1M, there's roadworks in both directions between the M25 and Junction 2 for Wellham Green, which could cause some delays, but it's not looking too bad on the speed sensors at the moment. On the A406 North Circular Road, though, it's building up between the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover and Wembley, and the Milton Keynes looking at the speed sensors on the A421 Standing Way. It's moving fine at the moment, although at the Kingston Roundabout, there are roadworks that could cause some delays later on this morning. On the train departure boards, the 6.34 service from Luton to Bedford has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Hemel Hempstead MP Mike Penning is urging the Solicitor General to overturn a suspended sentence given to a man from the town for sexually abusing a child. The 19-year-old man pleaded guilty to two counts of sexual activity with an 8-year-old boy. An online fundraising page set up for a Watford supporter critically injured in an attack after Saturday's match at Wolves has raised more than £17,000. And unions claim that 300 staff working at Stevenage's Lister Hospital will have their pay cut, but Boston at G4S say the vast majority of staff will either get a pay increase or see no changes in their hourly rate. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Arsenal are through to the semi-finals of the FA Cup after a 2-1 win at Manchester United. The winning goal came from former United striker Danny Welbeck. It's one of the moments I never thought I'd be doing. And um, obviously uh, it's a FA Cup tie and you want to get to the next round and kept making runs all night, trying to get in behind and um, trying to get a goal. And uh, when the opportunity arrived, I just uh, I was a bit, I was quite sharp to it and uh, I made it, just touched it past uh, David and started it in. And Arsenal's reward is a semi-final against Bradford or Reading. In the other semi-final, Aston Villa will face either Liverpool or Blackburn. Milton Keynes Don's loan signing George Williams has been ruled out for the rest of the season at least after suffering a serious knee injury in last week's defeat by Chesterfield. The Fulham player who started his career with the Dons had only recently arrived at Stadium MK. Stevenage striker Chris Beardsley says they're not getting carried away despite their recent run of form, which has lifted them to within a place of the League Two playoffs. Beardsley was speaking on Monday Night Sport. We've looked at you know where we've come from, how we've built this season up, um, and we're trying to take it one game at a time. And I think at the minute, it's you know it's helping us keep focused 
Um, no, no one's getting too carried away with themselves. In the Southern League Premier last night, Hitchin drew nil-nil at Redditch. Tonight, Biggleswade hosts Poole. In Conference South, Bishop Stortford are at home to Staines. And in racing, the Cheltenham Festival starts today with the feature race, the Champion Hurdle at 3.20. It's the final festival before his retirement for champion jockey AP McCoy. In some ways, I'm going to enjoy it more than I've ever done, but in other ways, I'm, there are going to be elements that are going to be you know, sad. I, I know that, that it is going to be my last time and you know, I'll have to try and make the most of it. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lesby Avenue. Now, the sun is um, a great fun game for all the family. <laughs> Page three. Boobs or bums. Boobs or bums. And they've got boobs and bums in brassieres. Turns out I'm better at spotting them than you are. Well, you didn't spot number one. I did. You didn't know it was a man's bum. I didn't know it was a man's, but I knew it was a bottom. I mean, you had a system. You've ringed some of them saying, look, this is how you tell. Kelly? I play this with my friends. What do you mean? If you uh, ever steal your friends' phones yeah. and you pass it around the group and you just take pictures of... Gosh. And then they have to guess oh. what cleavage it was from. This is what people do when they've got no children. Oh. It's fun. I mean, you could do it with kids. You know the... Um, and no, the I don't think you can. <laughs> you know... <laughs> moving on, moving on, guys. Quickly. This solar plane, right? Oh, Really moving on. No, well, this is because this is true, right? So this solar plane is going to be the first, attempting to be the first plane to fly around the world without um, petrol. No thanks. Well, you first. I, it, it took off and then it landed, and I thought, oh, oh, it's gone badly. But no, it, it's going to take off and land. I thought it was a continuous flying around the world. So suddenly I'm like, yeah, and so like what? It's like making a clockwork one and saying you're going to go around the world on clockwork, but then having to get down and wind it up. An audacious project to fly around the world without a drop of fuel has completed its first stage. I thought its first stage was to go from uh, all the way around. The Solar Impulse 2, what happened to the first one? An aircraft powered by the rays of the sun alone. Yeah, I know what solar power is. Took off from Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, Abu Abu Dhabi. Yesterday morning. Landing safely in. Oh, man. 12 oh, hours later. You know, man. 12 hours later. The 250 mile flight is the first step in a round the world trip which will cover 22,000 miles over the next five months. Flipping heck, that's rubbish. The Swiss-built plane is the first solar-powered aircraft that can fly both day and night. It would be the Swiss, wouldn't it? 16 years in the making. The plan is to hop from city to city around the world with two pilots taking it in turns to fly the 12 legs. Oh, for, I, I'm so disappointed. I thought, oh, it's quite an exciting story. Oh, it's landed. Oh, gosh. S Simon, on, uh, you, should want, you want to block this fella. Thanks to this Twitter malarkey, I now know Kath is a babe. Hashtag who knew. Wow. I knew. This, well, this, anyway, that, I thought that plane was uh, 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 utter rubbish. Speaking of utter rubbish... Yeah. Janine Mars uh, says... The, I, uh, what? Hmm? Sorry. Oh, were you going to do a different thing? What? I thought you were throwing to me. You looked at me. Was that because I'm a babe? Well, let me just check the script. Uh, no, it's still me. Uh, don't sorry, the, everyone. Don't, don't apologise to them. They should be apologising to me. Don't the Apple Watch look rubbish? $10,000. I still want one. No, you don't. You don't want one. I want one a bit. I don't it, know what it does, it can, but I think I want Well, it doesn't do anything. This is the thing. It doesn't do anything. You can can't you eat do it? Sorry? Can you eat it? I'm going to turn the microphone off, because that's just ridiculous. 
Let me just check. It's called an Apple Watch. No, it turns out you can eat it. I do apologise. Oh, no, you can't. You can't do a phone call on it. Oh. So you can't go... Dick Tracy. Sorry? Like Dick Tracy. Use your finger like everyone else. You can't... Yeah? Okay. You can't do a phone call on it. You can't do, like, Kit, Knight Rider. You can't do that. Hello? Oh, meet me <laughs> I don't remember him doing that. Night Hello? Ri Hello? Oh. <laughs> Kit, meet me around the front. These guys are going to try and kill me. Meet me around the front. Yes, yes Michael. Yes, Master. You can't do that, but it says it. It can pay for your coffee, so. Get you onto a flight, so. Devise a workout, so. And could even diagnose illness. It's very expensive, in an expensive way of avoiding reaching into your pocket for stuff. It, it's got an 18-hour battery. It's re heart features, heart monitor. Oh, for goodness sake. How so are we, we just managing do, just with do that? that? There we go. Boom, 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 boom. Customised face. Wide range of screen watch faces to match your own personal style. Nah. Personal trainer. Apps to measure your activity levels. Not necessary. Bill payer. <laughs> Hands-free messaging. Takes uh, dictation. Well, I mean, does it? Because what did I send you the other day? And it was supposed to be a rude message oh. and it ended up being Caroline Tennis. It just looks utter, utter... Is anyone, is anyone going to buy this? No, of course they're not going to buy it. Someone will buy it. Do you want to do a quick... You've got about 20 seconds them, to squeeze one out and then I'll hipsters, play a song. Them hipsters will buy it. Exclusive. Have as, hey, hey, have as long as you want, go. go. Really? Yeah, go on, go. You're not going to interrupt halfway through? No, no, go. You're not going to make a rude joke? Just do it, otherwise I'm going to play the Beatles. Learner Janine Mars says she's Britain's worst driver after 14 years of lessons without passing her test. 14 years. Shouldn't be allowed. The building site manager, 31 in case you were wondering, has spent at least £5,000 and is on her fifth instructor, instructor and has covered more than 9,000 miles. After four test failures, she admits driving doesn't come naturally. Janine of Chatham-Kent added, I can't quite master using both legs and hands at different times. I've had the same problem for 14 years. That's yeah. funny, really, isn't it? No, it's not. You're going to kill someone. The last time I tried to get an instructor, nobody would take me because they know how bad I am. It's as if I've been blacklisted. You've been blacklisted. Yeah. It but, shouldn't be allowed. But Janine, who's vowed, uh, who's never had a crash, because she can't get the car to work, yeah. has vowed to continue, saying, I've invested too much to stop. The law should step in. And do what? She's, invest she's invested too much to stop. I, I do think she's she had four, four tests. Four tests over 14 years? Yeah. That's one test every, what, six years? Mm. She has to build up to him. <laughs> you tell me that you've got everything you want And your bird can sing but you don't get me You don't get me <laughs> you can't see me. <laughs> when your possessions start to weigh you down, look in my direction. I'll be round. I'll be round. You tell me that you've heard every sound there is, and your bird can swing, but you can't hear me. Can't hear me. <laughs> 
Beatles may have taken drugs. Um, we are uh, uh, um, uh, MRSA Action UK on Twitter is saying, well, it's, it's crazy to cut the pay of cleaners because, duh, don't we need, you know, to have clean hospitals? I think history suggests that yes, we do. Yeah. Wait, what else you got in the papes? I munch 90 loaves of bread a, bread a week. Let's discuss that after the show, Catherine. What have you got in the papes? She's a toast tester. It's not, a tr- it's not as exciting as it sounds. Well, toast isn't very exciting, is oh, it? Oh, no, toast is awesome. What did you put on toast? Butter. We're, do- we're, we're, we're doing it. We're diving into BBC Local Radio. Best topping for toast? Butter. Fresh butter? No, off butter. Yeah, of course no, fresh do you butter. Mean butter. Do you mean butter? Best, or, best butter. Do you mean best butter or do you mean Marge? <laughs> no, not Marge. That doesn't sink in right. I tell you what's the best topping on toast. What is it? Hummus. <laughs> oh, don't oh. be disgusting. Hummus. Don't be dirty. Hummus. You yeah. get a nice, thick, crusty granary bread, you toast it and you slather it in hummus. Dis- uh, di- no, delicious, not disgusting. Gritty, that's going to be. No, it's beautiful. Beautiful. i tell you what's nice. Thin white bread, toasted. You put margarine on it, you leave it. Yeah, and it melts in. Uh, then, no, it's co- then, it, then it's cold and soggy. Oh, no, I don't like that. I like jam. Is that sorted? We're de- no, it's not sorted. We're doing it. 08459 555555. You want BBC Local Radio? You've got BBC Local Radio. What's the best topping for toast? Oh. If I'm feeling elaborate, I might put a bit of uh, marmalade on it. And, yeah, with bits. I flipping hate marmalade. Mm. And damn you, Paddington, because we had to buy a load of marmalade. And guess what? The boys didn't like it. I knew they wouldn't like it. Nobody likes did it. Get, did you get it with shreds in? We tried different ones. Don't be an idiot. You've got to get it without for children. They're not used to no, it. No, it's a horrible taste. That's no, nice. I like um, hummus. Oh, marmite. Oh, yeah, I do like marmite. Oh, a bit of marmite. Bit of cheese, bit of cheddar cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh, eight, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Do you know what my sister radio. puts on top of her cheese on toast? Worcester sauce. She's a very classy lady. I'd like to take her out on a date and we'd go to a, a, a Welsh rabbit restaurant. She don't, she don't like you. Toast tester, Maddie... Which doesn't like you. Maddie Munden... But we went out for supper one night, all of us. She really doesn't like you after that. Toast tester, Maddie Munden, earned a cross... what's going on? I thought we were... I thought we were getting on. mm. Well, she's polite. That's disappointing. What's her phone number? I'll give her a call after the show. She's told me never to give you... V, what's going on, love? Bit hurt by that. She won't be listening. She can't stand you. Toast tester Maddie Munden earns a cross by eating 50,000 slices of bread every year. Police are following all leads. She tries out 90 different loaves every week, working for... Asda. Asda, Asda. Oh, that's it. It's a job, isn't it? Scott says two slices, one Marmite, one honey, alternate bites. Oh! No, I don't like honey either. I'm not really a fan of preserves. Is honey a preserve? Yeah. No. Thanks. Mm. Is it a conserve? No. It's a juice, isn't it? It's bee juice. Bee juice. It's uh, bee wee. I was going to say bee semen, but it, uh, that would be inappropriate. 
Don't say that. Well, it, but it virtually is. Don't think No, it. but it's bee, it's bee juice, isn't it? Because honey is chewed up pollen, mm -hmm. then they spit it out. Bee spit. They've invented, this is true, they've invented, um, what do you call the thing, a, house, a bee house? A hive. With a tap on it. No, they haven't. I swear to God this is true. It was in the papers last week. They've invented, um, what was it again, bee house? A beehive. With a, I, I'm doing my best. What, what do you call a bee house? We don't work with me because I've not no, got your no, accent. No, no, no. All right, Kells, Kelly, Kelly. No, forget that. This is important. I need you to do it like. What do you call a house that bees live in? Hang on one second. Hive. No. What? Say the full thing. Beehive. Oh no, you beehive. <laughs> you idiot. What? Yeah. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, it's looking busy southbound between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. It's looking quite slow. And also southbound between Junction 18 for Rugby and 17 for the M45. It's, there's a lorry broken down, which is blocking a lane. On the M25, anti-clockwise, it's starting to build up between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And on the North Circular Road as well, that's looking very slow between the M1, Staples Corner, Flyover and Wembley. Looking at the speed sensors in Milton Keynes, and it's all moving fine so far this morning, the A4 one standing way hasn't got any delays yet around the Kingston roundabout, but expect them later on today. And no reports of any problems at the moment on the trains. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha, thank you. And thank you, Martin, on Twitter, who suggested Earth a Kit. <laughs> if you've just tuned in, I'm not going to explain the game we're playing, but um, it's very, very naughty. And I've just shown Catherine uh, a picture of a beehive with a tap on it. Yeah. What do they call the house that bees live in? A beehive. Well, you beehive. Cheeky. This is why my sister doesn't like you. Oh, God. 6.46, it's uh, Tuesday the 10th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hemel Hempstead MP Mike Penning is urging the Solicitor General to overturn a suspended sentence given to a man from the town for sexually abusing a child. A fundraising page set up for a Watford supporter critically injured in an attack after Saturday's match at Wolves has raised more than £17,000. And unions claim that 300 staff working at Stevenage's Lister Hospital will have their pay cut. Let's get the weather. Here's Jen. Jen. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there, good morning. We're looking at a fine and dry day, a lovely spring-like day. In fact, plenty of sunshine, gin-clear skies for many of us. Uh, the sunshine perhaps turning a bit hazy as we head into the afternoon, but staying dry and just a light breeze will make it feel really pleasant with temperatures up to a high of around 10 degrees Celsius. That's 50 in Fahrenheit. Now, we keep those clear skies as we head into this evening, so the temperatures will fall away sharply. We're expecting a slight frost in places, uh, but I think for most of us, the temperatures will fall down to between 2 and 4 degrees. A southerly breeze developing by dawn. For Wednesday, it is another bright start though and we are looking at a decent day on the whole. We'll see more in the way of cloud approaching from the west later on in the day and that's going to bring some outbreaks of rain too but I think we will stay dry until late afternoon at the earliest. Temperatures again tomorrow, not too bad, between 9 and 11 degrees Celsius. A milder night follows as we head into Thursday. A cloudy start, some lingering drizzle but it will brighten up later in the day, highs of 9 degrees. Then we have some further rain to come through Friday before we get to a decent settled weekend through Saturday and Sunday with the weather being dry and fine. And that's your forecast.
sorry, that should have been this. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such a minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. What do you like to have on your toast? Is Butter. The... Butter. 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 It's the phoning of the day. It's got the phones have gone mental. Well, absolutely mental. BBC Local Radio. Tony's um, uh, in Marsden. Good morning, Tony. Oh, good morning, Ian. What would you like yeah. to have on your toast, mate? I like caramelata. Oh, exotic. What? Yeah. Exotic. Oh, you're right. What? what? Yeah, yeah, Catherine. What? Exotic. Uh, do you know what? I don't like yeah. caramelata. Oh. No, hang on. Which is is that the fishy one? Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I, that's disgusting, mate. No. No, to, the, Tony. No, it, that's the pink fishy one. That's right. No, disgusting. You're, oh, Tony, you're oh, wrong. What a pity. You're wrong, but thank you for playing. Uh, Philip, what do you have on your toast, mate? Sardines. Nope, you're wrong. 08459. You're not a big fish fan, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not. 08459 455555. Justin's in Luton. Justin, what do you have on your toast, mate? Copious amounts of cheese. He's, he's, that's right. He's through to the next round. <laughs> These fishy types, Justin. No, mm. no, 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 no. Not on toast. No, come on, guys. Come no. On. In a appropriate... Uh, an exciting week. Mm. We've got... Um, what's his name? Richard Marks. Raymond, Raymond Marks. Raymondo. Raymondo Marco, yes. We, we've got his new song, Stranger No Danger. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very Bond-esque. I also thought the lyrics fitted in very much with the theme of Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. And that they were quite pervy. Well, yeah, but, but in saying that, you know, if you want to make a decent hit record these days and get on the hit parade, you need to make it quite pervy, don't you? Do you? Yeah, I think so, because people, when they listen to perviness, they go and buy. Pervy songs, call me yeah. now, 08459 four double five five double five. That goes, of course, along with um, uh, celebrities whose names are rhyming slang. Doesn't have to be rude. Doesn't have to be, they don't all have to be Eartha Kit. But you'd think it did have to be rude by looking at your Twitter feed. Well, I mean... I mean um, some of them. Gareth Hunt, yeah. says Abby. Gosh. Justin! Yes! <laughs> hey, what's... Justin, mm. what's that thing that... Um, what would you call a bee house? Oh, I'll beehive. Oh, no, you beehive! You beehive, come on. <laughs> Calm down. Great, great, great fun. <laughs> what are we going to send Justin out on today? Toast. Oh, no, come on. Hey, a hey. joke's a joke. No, this is he's, this is good. This is BBC Local Radio. This exactly, is what they yeah. want. Mm. This is what they want. You get inside people's houses and you find out what sort of people they don't are. Don't go no, into their houses, Justin. Oh. No, oh, no, right, no, okay. no, no, no. We, after that last thing, I mean, you, we're lucky that got thrown out of court. Mm. Please do not break into anybody's house. You sure? Yeah. It will be gold. No, mate, okay. I'd, rather, right. I'd rather you spoke to them on the street. If that's all right. All right. No, I'll take your lead. That's Thank fine. Thank you. It'll be a two-stretch next time for you, mate. <laughs> So, you're going, to ask, you're going to ask people what they have on their toast? Well, I can do if you want me to. It's entirely up to you. I can do something else. I'm here. I'm on the streets. I am ready for business, Catherine guys. is... Well, <laughs> Catherine is pulling the face as if to say, you're not really going to do this, are you? Um, no, I'm, I'm pulling the face because of this cartoon in a leading national newspaper. Who's the gentleman that's got that? Yeah. Flipping heck. She's just... Well, dearie me. Dave Brown. Uh, just... Yeah. Bring me back gold, my brother. 
You, you want to go with the toast? Uh, toast. You want to go with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no problem. I shall uh, report back in. And just to confirm again, for, for legal reasons, because we are live on air, you're telling me not to go into people's homes. D- please do not okay. go into people's homes. It's fine. Do the toast, and then we'll, do, we'll, we'll maybe we'll do learner drivers a bit later on. Yeah, okay. Well, well, what a mixed bag. Yeah, lovely. Maybe the iPhone as well. The Apple Watch. There's lots to do. Oh, do you know me? Your name's about the door. You tell me what you want. I shall go out and speak to the people well, and find out what they've got to say. I'd love a cough. Would you? Yeah. All right, I'll come back with some toast and some coffee. He's good. Hey! Justin Dealey's going to help me. What else we got in the papers? Very quiet in the papers today. Well, Kate Middleton, um, also known as Kate Windsor, also known as Your Majesty, and your other things. Not Your Majesty yet, she. Your Highness. Um, is wearing pink, so that's uh, proof some of the papers would have you believe that she's having a girl. So that's 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 that sorted. Ah. Sorry, mate. Didn't mean to. Here's a good one. Ever injured yourself in your sleep? Yeah. I woke up with a scar on my forehead once, like kind of Charles Manson style. I was having a doze on a sofa, and I woke up, my head was stinging, right? And I went and had a look, and there was a massive scar down, and it was bleeding. Oh. So someone had knifed me or something, right? <laughs> Knife. Anyway, sleeping brutey. Oh. Dreaming Lynn punches hubby in bed. Could be worse, she could have punched him. I've punched myself in the face in my sleep. Really? Yeah, nosebleed. Oh. And I've headbutted the wall. Baby, 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 this is it. Uh, 08459 455 555. Ever injured yourself in your sleep? A sleepwalking woman broke her husband's nose with a punch. <laughs> Think- <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> she looks like she could, you know, she's tasty in a fight. Thinking a stranger was in the bed. Bed. Lynn Hughes, 33, has rare disorders, yeah, right, that cause her to drift into trances up to six times a day, sometimes acting out her dreams. She said, it can be quite dangerous. I've been robbed. I can't move, but I'm still aware. And I've punched my husband in the nose. Husband Richard, 32, said, I woke up and there was blood everywhere. My nose was broken. (gasps) And I had a big black eye. Brilliant. Um, Lynn of Mould, North Wales, added, it's changed my life now completely. I don't go out alone. Do the voice. When... uh, North Wales. I'm from Wales. Oh, I don't. It's changed my life completely. I don't go out alone now anymore. Gosh, it's like. But right. why doesn't she go out alone? Don't in case she punches her husband in the eye. She won't be asleep. Yeah, but she'll be awake. Oh, wait. For, don't. Oh, wait. Four, five, nine. Four, double, five. Five, double, five. Have you injured yourself in your sleep? Have you got anything? Stiff neck. No, I meant. Uh. My mic's open. Might want to close it. Enjoy it, baby. Still open. Oh! Jimmy Riddle, thank you! <laughs> James Blunt. And Henry Halls.
news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 southbound, the entry slip road at the M25 junction 23 is partially blocked by a lorry that's broken down. And looking at the A1M southbound, that's looking very slow around junction 7 for Stevenage. The M1 southbound is reported to be stop-start between junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's looking very slow on the speed sensors from junction 17 for Maple Cross towards junction 16 for the M40. Looking at the train departure boards, though, there are no delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counts. Radio. Sammy? Yes? You got any food? Well, um, I've got a big steak sandwich. What? Yeah, got some. A steak sandwich? For breakfast. You, you go, girl. Nice. Respect. Huh? She, from a picture, she looks so fragile and frail. She's having a steak sandwich for breakfast. Speaking of breakfast, what do you like to have on your toast? Butter. And what do you call a house that bees live in? Beehive. Oh no, you'll be high. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire MP criticises suspended sentence for sex offender. Fundraising appeal for Watford fan tops £17,000 and danger from shopping centre tree in Milton Keynes. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hemel Hempstead MP Mike Penning is urging the Solicitor General to overturn a suspended sentence given to a man from the town for sexually abusing a child. The 19-year-old man pleaded guilty to two counts of sexual activity with an eight-year-old boy. More from Barry Caffrey. The man was sentenced to 15 months in prison to run concurrently for all the offences, which is suspended for two years, meaning he is able to live in the community. The man was handed a sexual offence prevention order and a two-year supervision order. But Mike Penning has written to the Attorney-General to try and get the sentence reviewed, with a view to a custodial sentence being given out instead. If that was to happen, the case would be looked at by the Court of Appeal. An online fundraising page set up for a Watford supporter critically injured in an attack after Saturday's match at Wolves has raised more than £17,000. Father of two, Nick Cruis from Hemel Hempstead, was walking back to Wolverhampton train station with friends when they were attacked. Hornet supporters have criticised policing at the ground, but West Midlands police say the match was identified as only needing club security. Nick's father-in-law, Alan Betteres, says the family are praying for his recovery. Just went to a full match and... Um... It's life-changing now. It's, um, you know, we've got, all got to sit together as a family. That's the big thing. It's claimed around 300 staff working at Stevenage's Lister Hospital will have their pay cut by as much as £6 an hour in some cases. The UCAT union says the changes being introduced by G4S from April could put services under threat, but G4S says the vast majority of staff will either get a pay increase or see no changes in their hourly rate. Two helicopters carrying contestants and crew from a French reality television show have crashed in Argentina, killing all 10 people people on board. Among the dead are three top French sports stars, including a swimmer who won gold at the London Olympics. Police are linking eight knife-point robberies at shops in Luton and South Bedfordshire in the last ten days. Three have happened at the same shop in Albert Road in Luton, the latest being on Saturday night. Bedfordshire police are urging shop staff and owners not to tackle the two men involved. 
It's been confirmed that the oak tree that forms the centrepiece of the Midsummer Place shopping centre in Milton Keynes has died. Managers say it could become unstable. They're taking urgent action to protect the public. More from Jane Killick. Branches are to be cut back to make sure they don't fall off on unsuspecting shoppers. Signs will be put up to warn the public not to go near the tree and round-the-clock security will make sure those signs are obeyed. But the shopping centre says it won't be removing the tree anytime soon and will work with the council to decide on the next move for the valued landmark. In sport, Arsenal are through to the semi-finals of the FA Cup after a 2-1 win at Manchester United. And in racing, the Cheltenham Festival starts today with the feature race, the champion hurdle at 3.20. The weather, dry and mainly sunny, maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Catherine raised an excellent question during that bulletin and I laughed. And then I thought, do you know what? She's got a really good point. This story about this tree in Milton Keynes. In the shopping centre. I saw it on the Facebook page and all online yesterday and I was left thinking... Okay, and the point is, and then you just asked. Who cares? Who does it? And maybe I'm com- we're completely they, misjudging the vine. If you cared about that tree, you wouldn't have put it in a shopping centre. No, no, they didn't. They build the shopping yeah, centre. We'll build it a bit to the left, like the tree B. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, I, I don't. Rem- where is it? This this tree? Right in the middle. So um, have we seen yeah, it? Yeah, you know the new end. You know where you went to buy your shirts? Yes. Just along there. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I must have walked past it. Okay. Well, that's how little it's meant to me. I've been in there several times and I've not seen it. Who cares? Oh, are we. Well, okay. This tree in Milton Keynes Shopping Centre. What about all its brothers and sisters that got chopped down? Oh, for goodness sakes. This tree in the Milton Keynes Shopping Centre, who cares? And I don't mean that as in, um, you know, I I don't mean that to be dismissive. I'm just literally, who cares? Do you care? 08459 455 555. Is it one of those stories that we, and by we, I guess I mean the media and the BBC, kind of think, oh, people must care about this, so we better do it. But everyone's there shrugging their shoulders. I don't know. I might be completely misjudging the mood on this one. 08459 455 555. The old tree in Milton Keynes Shopping Centre. Who cares? Ever injured yourself in your sleep? With BBC Local Radio, what do you have on your toast, guys? And texting in on Twitter only, celebrities' names that are rhyming slang. Eartha Kitt, Jimmy Riddle, James Blunt. 08459 double. I thought you'd like that, Jonathan. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counting Radio. You can text in as well, 81333. Start your text 3CR uh, if you want to. Catherine, get the text machine up. We'll come to a look at some texts. We might need a little... um uh, we might lead a, a little moment of lightness after what is actually a pretty grim story. A teenager from Hertfordshire has been given uh, uh, has been spared jail despite admitting sexual activity with an eight-year-old boy. The judge chose to suspend his 15-month sentence, meaning he can't return. No, sorry, meaning he can return to the community on the condition that he doesn't reoffend. Well, now the Conservative MP for Hemel Hempstead, Mike Penning, is referring the case to the Attorney General to see if a stronger sentence can be laid down. Joined now by John Bird, who's Operations Manager with the National Association for People Abused in Childhood, uh, NAPAC. Uh, John, this sentence, does it surprise you? 
Um, good morning, yes. Well, it is a bit strange, isn't it? Um, you would think that somebody who is clearly a proven danger to, to young children would be given um, a custodial sentence. So it's a bit odd, but, I mean, I think, you know, with a 19-year-old, there might be exceptional circumstances, and, uh, you know, I don't think we've seen all of the details around the case. It might be because, you know, of, of prison overcrowding. There, there are all sorts of, you know, pressures on, on, on the criminal justice system, but on the face of it, it's a bit odd. And you're, you're right to highlight... We don't know the full details, but mm. uh, 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 the, the, the headline is a 19-year-old admitted two indecent acts with an 8-year-old, mm. and it's... Yeah. This is going to sound weird. It, it, no, no, it's not going to sound weird. It is slightly different, I suggest, from a 19-year-old having uh, uh, indecent acts with a 15-year-old as it is with an 8-year-old. There is a huge gap. Not saying that a 19-year-old and a 15-year-old is right, of course it's yeah. not, it's a wrong, but that there, yeah. is a, there, is, there is a huge difference, isn't there? Absolutely, yes. And I think that is in the law that the 2003 Sexual Offences Act does, you know, make, make it quite clear that there has to be a sort of an escalation of, of, the, uh, of the sentencing when there's such a big age difference. So, it, you know, it is very odd, yes. I, uh, and, and, yeah, we need to see more details. We know, and, and uh, the, the, most of us know, and if we didn't, you know, three years ago, we're sort of learning now that um, yeah. uh, any form of inappropriate sexual contact uh, as a child can have uh, uh, adverse effects effects that go on, for, well, for decades, unless the help is given. Mm. That's right, yes. And, and you know, there, there is always hope for, for, for sort of healing, but that healing needs to be taken seriously. And, you know, you can help the child, but, you know, there may well be things that develop later on in, in, in adolescence or, you know, late teenage years or, as you say, long into adulthood. And you never know when it's going to crop up. We get calls, first disclosure calls from people, you know, in, in their 60s, 70s, 80s, even their 90s. So. And boy, oh boy, aren't kids good at adjusting? And so, well, you know, why they may have been through something horrific, they may be able to, through willpower or denial or whatever, completely internalise that and on the, the outside present an image of being everything's OK, but, but inside there is, you know, seeds have been planted and, and that can grow and grow. Well, that's exactly it, I think. Yes, I mean, kids are astonishingly resilient. And, you know, when you look at the, the sort of, you know, the deprivations that, that children have to go through in developing countries, I mean, it's astonishing what, what children can cope with. Um, and I suppose, you know, uh, you, you never know you never know what um, could happen in any family, and it could be a natural disaster, it could be anything. So kids are tough. But when it's something that's done deliberately like this by a criminal who's just had to, you know, reward some some kind of desire in themselves. It's a dreadful, dreadful way to behave, to do that deliberately. What sort of message do you think a sentence like this sends out to um, uh, other potential offenders and victims, John? Well, exactly. I mean, that is the key point on this. We have to make sure that there's a deterrent effect across all of these convictions, and, and that's what's missing here. Um, and, and maybe, you know, I would have thought it would be helpful if there was, you know, a bit more explanation of the detail around the case that, that explains why this doesn't lead to a custodial sentence. I mean, there could well be, you know, requirements to attend treatment programmes for this young man. Um, I would certainly hope that's the case, yeah. because whoever's doing this has to be, you know... Sooner or later, whoever gets convicted is going to be released back into the community and we need to be sure that they've got the support mechanisms in place to make sure that they can resist temptation in the future. Now, that's got to be, you know, number one priority has to be child protection and we hope that that's what's in place. But, we, you know, from what we've heard, from what you told us, there's, there's, there's no indication of that here. Uh, John, good to talk to you. Thank you for your time. John Bird, Operations Manager with NAPAC, the National Association for People Abused in Childhood. 
08459 455 555. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeti Lesby Avenue. Uh, Catherine Boyle. Who Let's cares go to about the... the tree? I Hang do. On, let me set you up. Let's go to the Texas. Idiot, Kelly. Oh, me. Um, Shiny says, who cares about the tree? I do. Many okay. do. I'm okay. actually angry about the whole thing. Brilliant. When this part of the centre was built, it was like the tree had been put in prison. Tree oh, prison. Oh, dear. Whenever I looked at it, it made me sad. It's a reflection of what's happening to this beautiful city. It's not city. By the developers. <laughs> it's not a city. It's, it's all a town. too much. We should be sticking to the original plan. Two upside down question marks. That shows real confusion. Okay, so um, that, that's one person who's upset. This is a tree that's been uh, around for, I, I don't know, what. how long has it been around for? Ages. It's massive. But it's dead, though, isn't it? Well, it is now. Um, it's, they built a shopping centre around it, and what's happening to the tree? Dying. It's, uh, are they, but what are they doing? Are they getting rid of it? or are they? They'll have to pull it out. Is anybody bothered by the tree? Well, that one person is. I mean... But she didn't like the idea of building around it anyway. Well, it's like putting a tree in prison. No-one wants to do that. I'm assuming Shiny's a girl. She might be, might be a man. Shiny's not, not a man's name. It's not any kind of name, is it, really? With the greatest of respects. Shiny? Mm. Oh, no. Colin in Luton. Morning, guys, regarding this tree. Just leave it out or you'll be getting some stick from the tree-hugging brigade. But it's hey. all right. Their bark is worse than their bite. Seriously, though, I think the police should be involved. Time to call in the special branch. Well, the thing about these trees is they've, they've, they've got their roots in Milton Keynes. <gasps> yeah, th- this this story is really starting to blossom. Oh, yeah, ba, 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 it's really starting to branch out. All right, mate. Leave yeah. it alone. He's, he's done those. Who did those? Mm. What, he did leave it alone? Probably. That's brilliant. Yeah, just leave it, he said. You, yeah. you lot are nuts Hello. if it's a nut tree. It's not, it's an oak. Um, Snuffer says, I once... OK. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Snuffers, this is sleep injuries. We're really making Jonathan laugh this morning, and I think it's because no, he knows he's, he's on YouTube. He's, he's looking at hamsters yeah. on pianos. He's think... listening to LBC. <laughs> <laughs> that, that Nick Ferrari. How does he get away with it? It's so funny. Yes, go on. Funny. Uh, Snuffers says, I once threw myself off a bunk bed in my sleep into crates of Lego. Oh, youch, eek. That's yep. going to hurt. Yep. He didn't write that. That was my reaction. Okie dokie. I lay there until morning. I woke up with perfect uniform Lego imprints on my legs and backside like some weird sort of branded cow. Flipping eight Lego. I, don't, I just don't get it. I think it's boring. It's really fun. It's really fun. I enjoy Lego. 25 and you... unforgettable ways to boost your memory. <laughs> don't do that joke. What? What were you reading? <laughs> From, I thought Kelly was going to do that. That's the kind of rubbish she'd come up with. Thanks. You're welcome. Just done leaf it out. Hey, Kelly. Yes, mate. What, what, uh, what's the word for um, a bee house? <laughs> beehive. Oh, you beehive. <laughs> I like that. From trying to work out where you put the car keys to struggling to remember what day it is, we've all suffered from memory lapses. Now you can forget all about being forgetful with these simple tricks which can boost your powers of recall. One, remember stuff. No. <laughs> mate. Two, then don't here we forget go. it. Here we go. Number 11, go bargain hunting. What happened to numbers one to ten? Uh, OK, number, number one. Number one, go to bed an hour earlier. What? What? No. No. Missing out on sleep disrupts the memory process and can make you more forgetful. A comprehensive new US study even found that banking steady eight hours of quality shut-eye a night in middle age could help avoid Alzheimer's. Number two, use your nut. Oh, Justin's just tweeted me. 
Have you seen Justin's tweet? Let me have a look. Daily. Oh, can you do it in his voice? Yeah, let me see. <laughs> How do I see it? <laughs> Shall I do it? Yeah, I can't find it. Oh, boss, uh, Ian Lee. Oh, boss, this Toast Street piece has taken a dark <laughs> turn. <laughs> the third way to improve your memory... I'm, I'm so loath to have Kelly's microphone open this morning. I'm just getting this a naughty vibe. Swap hands. Mixing up, see? Mixing up everyday activities could keep your brain yeah, in good can shape. Can you just answer the phone, please? Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> this can be as simple as brushing your teeth with the other hand, taking a new route to work, or simply swapping your knife and fork around. These small changes force your brain cells to adapt and communicate, giving them a good workout and preventing them dying off prematurely. You don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that at all. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 southbound, the entry slip road from the M25 Junction 23 has been partially blocked by a lorry that's broken down. It's starting to cause some slight delays. On the A1 Great North Road, it's starting to look slow between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Hat Roundabout through the roadworks. And in Hamel Hempstead, looking at the speed sensors on the A41 southbound, it's looking very slow from Two Waters Road down to the M25 Junction 20 at Kings Langley. And on the motorways, the M1 towards London has queues because of an accident that's been moved to the hard shoulder, though, at Junction 9 for Redbourne. But those delays are from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. No reports, though, of any problems on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy? Yes? We know you're a steak sandwich kind of girl, but what do you like to put on your toast? <gasps> Peanut butter and jam. <coughs> Together, mixed up, in a mush. Hey, uh, so be good. Before you go, Sammy, sorry, one thing. Um... I'm trying to remember, what do they call a bee house? A beehive? No, you beehive! <laughs> she won't get that. She didn't get Elaine. Seven... Oh, I hate peanut butter. I really loathe peanut butter. It's Dis nice. Crunchy or smooth? Either. Dis crunchy dis by preference, but I won't turn it down. It's... Uh, <sighs> Disgusting. 7.17, it's uh, Tuesday the 10th of March, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hebel Hempstead MP Mike Penning is urging the Solicitor General to overturn a suspended sentence given to a man from the town for sexually abusing a child. A fundraising page set up for a Watford supporter critically injured in an attack after Saturday's match at Wolves has raised more than £17,000. And the oak tree that forms the centrepiece of the Midsummer Place shopping centre in Milton Keynes won't be removed despite the fact it's died. We're asking, is anyone bothered about this tree? BBC Three Counties Radio. Every Sunday morning from nine. I play soul music. I've always had a deep love of soul music. Soul music is such happy music anyway. When I say soul music, I'm talking about Motown and Philadelphia. Tony Blackburn. The artists that I'd play really would be people like Luther Vandross, Alexandra Neal, Sister Sledge, you know, a lot of the Motown, Diana Ross and the Supremes. With two hours of great soul music for Sunday morning. There's some good new soul records that come out. I do include them, but they're mainly classics. Most people like hearing music from the 70s and 80s, and uh, particularly the 
jazz funk era. Tony Blackburn. Music is, has been and always has been a very strong part of my life. Every Sunday morning from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Don't forget, go to the Three Counties website or indeed iTunes. Type in Ian Lee, Tony Blackburn. There's a special exclusive podcast of an interview I did with Tony. Um, and uh, you, you can find out uh, his connection with Stevie Wonder and also why he hates Frankie Valli so much. And that's that's not an exaggeration. He actually hates Frankie Valli. With a passion that a could, physical passion. could make him raise a knee. <laughs> he hates him. Biggers is in Hemel. Morning, Biggers. Hello, I'm Mucky, me old Charlie, me old Bean Hayden. All right, fella, what you got? Um, I, I can't... I'm still suckling to myself, mate. I've just been speaking to Kelly on the phone. He was talking yesterday about um, songs with uh, your name in it. I think your one was called Mr Lee, wasn't it? Yeah, Mr, yeah, Mr. Lee, Mr Lee, old oh, Mr Lee. <laughs> right, my question to Kelly was... Um, I know there's one about her with her name in it. Is there one with Catherine? She said, I don't know. We'll, we'll ask Ian. She said, what's, what's my one called then? I said, well, it's called Kelly, obviously. <laughs> What song is... What, how does it go, Biggers? Uh, it's a... Oh, I ain't got to sing it. Ever. It's, it's, a Del, it's a Del Shannon song, and it's actually called Kelly. She just made me laugh, because she said, what's it called? Well, go on, then. <laughs> I don't know it. Give it. Give us a bit. Give us uh, a snatch of Kelly. Can you not find it on your computer? No. no. Uh, I don't want to sing it. It's embarrassing. Biggers. <laughs> oh, Come on, Biggers. Thing. Oh. Now it's... Oh, good. Tony you, was listening. You can't do the other thing unless you sing it, Biggers. All right. Will this go on the podcast, then, Ian? Might do. We'll see. All right. OK. Uh, Kelly and I meet secretly. We stay out of sight. When we're in each other's arms, we know it isn't right. Yeah, that won't make the podcast, no. No, that, was, no, that was terrible. Thank you, Biggers. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double. He was reticent, but once he got into it, I mean, he's he really did give voice. it a little bit of tremolo. He's not got a bad voice. That's actually all right. Close your eyes. And I'll kiss you. No. Tomorrow. No, no, no. Close your eyes. Give me your hand. No. Kelly. No, no, no. Close your eyes. No. <laughs> Close your eyes. What for? It help you remember. Can't recall where you left those keys. Shutting your eyes for a short time could help you... Don't do this if you're driving. They're probably in the, the slot. <laughs> <laughs> the key slot. Uh, what, do, what do they call the slot you put keys in? Ignition. No, you beehive! Oh, no. Ask me that question. Ask me that question. No, mate, because you're going to... Ask me that question. What do you call a bee house? An apiary. No, you apiary. Eh? I think it's February. <laughs> you see, I've got I've got something for every occasion. It's March. You Enjoy your morning latte. Oh. Number six, a US study has shown caffeine can sharpen your memories for up to 24 hours after it's consumed. It appears to boost the way you lay down memory circuits in your brain so you can recall information clearly later. Other studies have found that people who drink several coffees a day have a lower risk of Alzheimer's. Bottoms up. Mm. That's that sorted. I do make a good coffee. Thanks very much. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Whoa, yes. Now, 
Well, it's claimed that plans to reduce pay and working conditions for up to 300 G4S workers at Stevenage's Lister Hospital could threaten services. The UCAT union says some workers, including cleaners, could see their pay cut by almost £6 an hour. Well, Adam Oakes is their regional organiser for Buckinghamshire, Bedfordshire and Cambridge. She joins me now. Morning, Adam. What changes are planned by G4S exactly? Good morning. Um, what they're looking to do is uh, reduce the amounts per hour that our members are being paid, uh, particularly those that work weekends. Um, so they could suffer around about a £400 a month um, pay cut, which, considering these are fairly low-paid workers anyway, doing a very important job is completely unacceptable to them and to us. Uh, how many workers uh, could see their pay cut by this uh, £6 an hour? Well, in total, there's about 300 workers there, and there's a number of different um, conditions. All of them are going to have uh, their sick pay reduced, their annual leave entitlement reduced. But the ones that are going to suffer the greatest are those that work weekends. And it's around about um, 30 that have contracts there, and then can up to another 20 that work on an ad hoc basis, what the NHS called bank staff, that are all going to be affected by this loss. Has there been much consultation over this, Adam? Um, well, the G4S have been trying to consult with their um, staff elected representatives, but I'm afraid it's been a bit of a sham because they sent letters to the staff representatives on the 13th of February asking for people to nominate themselves, yet the closing date for nominations was the 13th of February. So consultation, as far as we've concerned, has been very poor and very weak. Uh, G4S have told us, and I quote, the new terms and conditions will enable us to increase pay for the majority of employees while providing good good value for the NHS and the patients at Lister and Hartford County Hospitals. What, what's your response to that, Adam? No, we refute that. I mean, there's, I mean by their own admission in letters that they sent to the staff on Saturday morning, only 65% will benefit from an hourly rate increase. But when you weigh up the fact that they're going to lose pay that they were gain for working on a bank holiday, their sick entitlements and annual leave, we believe that everyone will be worse off under their proposals. So you, do, you don't buy their line that uh, it, this will increase the pay for the majority of employees? No, we don't. I mean, there's a, there are an amount of employees that will get an increase in the hourly rate, but when you consider what they'll be losing and average that out across the year, we believe they'll be worse off. Uh, you're meeting some of the workers today, I think. Uh, uh, what could happen? I mean, are you potentially talking about strike action? No, I mean, we're a long way from there at the moment. I am meeting some workers today. I mean, these are mainly female workers that do this extra work for to help their family budgets, and they are very upset and they're very dedicated. We're going to meet them today and try and allay some of their fears. Uh, How are you going uh, to allay the fears, Adam? If it's going well, to happen, it's going to happen. Well, what we want to do is we want to have dialogue with G4S. We've written to them, um, we've written to the Chief Executive of the hospital, we remain open for talks and dialogue. We would hope to come up with an agreement that suits all sides. We understand that companies need to be careful on how much money they spend, but it can't be on the back of our, our members and workers that are right at the hospital. I suppose you know, loads of different uh, people in loads of different areas are, are um, having pay cuts, aren't they, at the moment? It's, it's, it's kind of the, the, the way things are at the moment. It is, but um, if we listen to what the government says, they say that the economy's picking up, they go on the tally saying that people deserve a pay rise. Well, this is nothing, this is nothing but a massive attack on their pay. I mean, these, are, these people are vital. You know, you go at the hospital, you might have the top surgeon in the world. But if the hospital's dirty, the theatre's dirty, you aren't going to get very far. These people are vital. It's a hard job. It certainly is. Adam, I really appreciate your time this morning. That's uh, Adam Oakes from the UCAT Union. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Now, I've heard this one before. Floss daily. Because there's a link, isn't there, between bacteria mm. in your mouth and Alzheimer's. When you're pregnant, that's why you get free medical care. I have uh, free never been care. pregnant. That's why you get free dental care. I have never been pregnant. Well, I have, a couple of times. Floss daily. On purpose. I used to go to school with a girl called Floss Daly. Did you? Oh, no, I'm thinking of Tess Daly and she's on the telly. Poor gum... I've never met her, I have. Poor gum health could damage your brain. Studies have found people with gum disease tend to score lower in memory tests. Because they forgot to brush their teeth. Yeah, that's kind of... Um, here we go. This is a fun one. 21. <laughs> yeah. Go for a giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing more can boost your memory. Right. Someone come and tickle me. One of you girls come and tickle me. Do you want me to? Yeah, come on, and I'll I loosen can't, up. My, um, I've put my shoulder out. Come and tickle me, Kelly. Um, what are you doing? Why are you undoing your trousers? Well, see, will it tickle me? No. Well, there's no point in doing well, this, then. Wow, that's a tribunal right there, and I'm witness to it. It's, it's helping my memory. No. She, I was going for a giggle. I hope I forget that. Awkward. Wow. I know. He's never done that on air before. I know. It's normally just in the office. Just, just coined. <laughs> Eat more curry. It's number 16. Eat more curry. India. <laughs> India has one of the world's lowest rates of Alzheimer's disease. And scientists believe this could largely be down to the amount of spices consumed. <laughs> Sorry, you lost me at tickle this. Would you like to have a go? No. On my tickle stick? No. No? This webcam it? isn't on, is it? <laughs> Blimey. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 southbound, the entry slip road from the M25 St Albans is partially blocked by a lorry that's broken down at junction 23 for the A1M. In Amersham on Gore Hill, that's looking very slow between the A413 and the A40 London Road. And looking at the M1 towards London, they're accused because of an accident at junction 9 for Redbourne. It has been moved to the hard shoulder, but it's causing delays from junction 11 for Dunstable Road. On the M25, anti-clockwise, it's very slow from junction 24 for Potter's Bar to 23 for the A1M. There's no reports of any problems, though, on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Kind of a mixed show today. Hey, we're local and vocal. What do you spread on your toast? We'll hear from Justin Dealey in a bit. He's taken to the, to the streets. Apparently, it's taken a very dark turn. Also, this tree in Milton Keynes shopping centre. Are you bothered by it? I'm not being flippant. I'm, it's one of those story that, stories that's made me think, are we just doing this because we feel we're supposed to be doing this story? Or actually... Are people outraged? And on text and Twitter only, we're not risking your phone calls on this, celebrities whose names are rhyming slang. Lionel Blair's, Eartha Kitt, Gary Glitter... 81333, start your text 3CR at Ian Lee or 08459 555. Let's get the news here, Simon. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 7.30, the headlines. Hemel Hempstead MP Mike Penning is urging the Solicitor-General to overturn a suspended sentence given to a man from the town for sexually abusing a child. A fundraising page online set up for a Watford supporter critically injured in an attack after Saturday's match at Wolves has raised more than £17,000. And the oak tree that forms the centrepiece of the Midsummer Place shopping centre in Milton Keynes won't be removed despite the fact it's died. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Arsenal are through to the semi-finals of the FA Cup after a 2-1 win at Manchester United. United finished with 10 men after Angle Di Maria was sent off. He was booked for diving and then grabbed the shirt of the referee, his manager Louis van Gaal. I have already spoken with him. Uh, he knows uh, my opinion about uh, that fact. But also that uh, is, is uh, what I have to see on, on video. But uh, I, I think that he has touched the referee and that's forbidden uh, in every country that is forbidden so you don't have any excuse and Arsenal's reward is a semi-final against Bradford or Reading in the other semi-final Aston Villa will face either Liverpool or Blackburn Milton Keynes Don's lone signing George Williams has been ruled out for the rest of the season at least after suffering a serious knee injury in last week's defeat by Chesterfield the Fulham player who started his career with the Don's had only recently arrived back at Stadium MK Stevenage striker Chris Beardsley says they're not getting carried away despite their recent run of form, which has lifted them to within a place of the League Two playoffs. Speaking on Monday Night Sport, Beardsley says they're taking it game by game. He's keeping the squad on his toes. Um, you know, lads have had to come in and play out of position. Um, and it's, it's, it's working for us at the minute, so we're literally just taking it day by day. In the Southern League Premier last night, Hitchin drew nil-nil at Redditch. Tonight, Biggleswade host Poole. In Conference South, Bishop Stortford are at home to Staines. And in racing, the Cheltenham Festival starts today with the feature race, the Champion Hurdle at 3.20. It's the final festival before his retirement for champion jockey AP McCoy. In some ways, I'm going to enjoy it more than I've ever done, but in other ways, I'm, there are going to be elements that are going to be you know, sad. I, I know that, that it is going to be my last time and you know, I'll have to try and make the most of it. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road is where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I want to settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my own
there's a world that's waiting to unfold A brand new tale no one has ever told BBC Three Counties Radio. It's really a very, very poor excuse for a show this morning. Um, but what would you put on your toast? Hey, it'll be on the Mark Forrest show tonight, guys. I guarantee it. Um, this uh, tree in a shopping centre in Milton Keynes, we're giving it extensive coverage. And I, I genuinely, um, I don't know the mood of the nation. Are, are you bothered by this tree? I saw it on Twitter last night and it was one of those stories I went, what? Really? Who cares about that? But then sometimes people do care about these, these, these weird little things. Who knew that building a shopping centre around a large ancient oak tree would kill it? You're making me very uncomfortable. Why? Because you've got a stiff neck. <laughs> and so you're, you're uncomfortable. To, you're twisting your whole body to address me, and I'd rather you didn't. Why? It just makes me... It, I, Is it this? It, it, it's, it's one of them. <laughs> it's, it's just... It makes me... It just, you, uh, you're uncomfortable. <laughs> Gosh, my suffering makes you uncomfortable. I mean, I can. I tried to. I tried to fix it earlier on by giving uh, giving it a rub, and you yeah, wouldn't let me touch again, it. Yeah, and then again, you know, wouldn't let me touch it. That was so awkward. I know it was awkward. That was so awkward. Ideally, you had went to on go the end for a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> you did, didn't you, Just? What's that, boss? Okay, mate. <laughs> Thanks. Um, it's it's a poor excuse for a show this morning, Justin. Mm-hmm. Which is why we come to hang you. Hang on a minute. What's, your, what's wrong, mate? He I'm sounds just a, bit... a little bit emotional. What's wrong, fella? Something's coming up, and hey. it's maybe feel just a. A little bit upset. Sometimes hey. when I go out into the streets, Dude. I can't predict what's going to happen. No, no, and no. some things do genuinely upset me. Is it this package we're about to play, mate? It is, yeah. Should we get straight into it then? Well, I mean, you've been talking about toast this morning. Yes, what do you like on your toast? Yes, we have. It starts off all very calm, very nice. Yep. And then it takes a really, really dark twist. The toast conversation? Yeah, a toast it conversation. Dark. It goes oh, dark. Mate. And I think off the back of this, I think. I think you're going to go with this. I think you're going to put this out on the phones and probably get people's advice, but also get people's stories on, on how they turn their lives around, how they turn their relationships around. Oh. Are you ready for this? Well, are you sure you want us to play it? Because if it's too emotional, Justin... No, I think I'll play, it's emotional. I'll, I'll play the Lost Islands theme or something. No, but I think, I think people... Well, some people out there will be able to relate right. to this. You ready? Yeah. Madam, what do you have on your toast? Normally just butter. Don't fancy any of my special beans I've got at home? No. If I'm on holiday, I might have marmalade, but... Um, oh. You yeah. push the boat out when you go abroad? I do. No. Um, that's just for breakfast, but I don't really have toast at any other time. What do you think about people who have fish on toast? No, it wouldn't be my favourite, I'm afraid, no. Do those people sicken you? No, they don't sicken me. Everybody's got their own favourites. Um, my husband likes melted cheese on toast with onions, but that's what he likes. So. Smelly guy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, what do you think about people who, who have fish on toast? It's not. It's good. You know, fish is good. Fish is very, very good. Fish is good. Because fish, uh, not, not too much fat, you know. Not too much what, sir? Fat. 
from Ian Lee's show, you got your headphones in there. What, what are you listening to? Uh, podcasts. What, Ian Lee's podcast? No, sorry. Oh, <laughs> which one? Star Wars podcast. <laughs> wow. Seriously? Yep. What, um, what do you like on your toast? Uh, jam. Not too fast, me. <laughs> is, is the Star Wars podcast yeah, any Americans. good? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Not really ticking all the boxes for you, is it? You don't look that entertained by it. No. I got grief off my wife this morning, so... <laughs> for what? Listening to Star Wars podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, are you serious? Yeah. I should be thinking about the family instead of, instead of my hobbies. What, have you got a message for her now? Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Your relationship is being ruined by Star Wars, and, and this is genuine? Yeah. She feels I need to grow up. How old are you? 32. This obsession, how long has it been going on for? Um, about 20 years. It's just it's part of me, sort of, grown up with. You can't give it up, can you? No. It's like an addiction. If your wife said to you, when you get home later on, it's Star Wars or me. I know you're upset this morning, but what are you going to do about it? I'm going to have to say the family. I just have to try my best. It's like any type of addiction. You have to try and... You can't stay away, though, can you? I know, but you have to try it for the sake of family. Thanks very much. Take care. Wow. That is, um... Just to... We were talking about toast, weren't we? Mm. I, I mean, Justin, I, you... Uh, f- the stuff you get from the questions you ask, he was genuinely in a lot of pain. He, he'd had a he row that morning, had he? No, he had. The, the row was this morning. Um, his wife had said to him, listen, our relationship was going nowhere and it's over unless you can give this up. He was at the bus stop getting his fix this morning, listening to a Star Wars podcast. He's got to deal with this when he gets in later on. But as you heard there, it's a part of him. It's an addiction. He needs help. Well, you know, it is an addiction. And what's insane, and I can identify this, I've had similar arguments with my wife about the monkeys, which is why when I buy stuff from eBay, I get it sent here, not home. Uh, but what's incredible is his wife that morning has said he needs to pay more attention to the family and stop indulging in Star Wars. Yeah. And yet there he was listening to Star Wars at the bus stop. Exactly. A few minutes later, here is a man who needs help. I just think, you know, sometimes when you go out into the street, I thought this morning it was going to yeah. be a laugh talking about toast. Yeah. That's what it's turned into. A man whose marriage is, is potentially over unless he gives up his hobby. It's incredible. Okay. But so his addiction... relationship is toast. Ad- well, mm-hmm. addiction works that way, though, doesn't it? If you start talking about putting pressure on it, then he's going to... It's like when someone says, stop smoking, Justin. Yeah. Stop smoking. What are you immediately thinking? He goes and has a growler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, well I, I, OK, I don't know how to put... I, I'm genuinely stunned by that. Yeah. I don't know how to put it out to the public. I think what I would what does your what, what, what does your wife get annoyed about that she should just get over? I don't... Well, I think there's I two think things here. wives do it as well. No. But maybe not things. as much. It's not about collecting stuff. No. First of all, guys, have we got anybody else out there whose relationship has been affected by Star Wars? A bit like this man. Have they got advice for I this get a minute, man? I get a minute, I get a minute, I get a minute. Okay, I've reg- regained my composure. Anybody's okay. relationship being affected by Star Wars? Yeah, because that's what's happening on the streets this morning. Yeah. But also hobbies that have damaged your relationship. A bit like Boom, you were I can about give the you monkeys. two. Go on. Football and cricket. Yeah, you see. Football and cricket are the mm. bane of my life. Mm. The um, uh, the monkeys. It's it's. Called
call. We've literally had arguments about about the monkeys, and uh, I have been threatened with having all of my collection thrown <laughs> away. Uh, Why are you laughing? Uh, because I just think you, your obsession has gone a bit too far. But then again, I think to a certain degree you've got that under control. Um, well, Batman this morning, yeah. um, his control, as we heard, because he's at the bus stop after that row, his control had gone. Justin, sooner or later you're going to move that lovely lady into your pad, and yes. she might say something about the number of CDs you've got no. and the way you alphabetise. Well, no, it. hang on a minute. You have kicked a woman out of your property because yep. she laughed at your collection of CDs being in alphabetical order. Now, if she that woman is living mind. with you, it's her house too, and she will have a say as to how you order your CDs. Are you ready oh, for that? Don't worry, guys. This is why you go and buy a townhouse. You have a music room on the top floor. You won't even know it was there. Don't, don't, yeah, don't tell her that floor's there. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I used to have my own flat. Do you know yeah. what I had in my flat? A cupboard just for my shoes. Oh, just beautiful. for my shoes. I don't have my own shoe cupboard now. <gasps> oh, when oh. I bought when I bought my flat with my uh, then girlfriend, or well, the girlfriend uh, before the, the the one before my wife, the uh, spare room we had a spare room that was the games room. Wow. Video games yes. set up. Do you know within three? And it, that was part of the deal. We buy this. This room is the games room. Do you know what that room became within three months? <laughs> became a kitchen. No. We had it converted to a kitchen. You backed down. I, did, I had you no let choice. That happen. Ma- manipulato. <sighs> Lysistrata. There's a, a reference for you uh, classical uh, play fans out there. That's what right. happened. But Lysistrata. It's all about give and take. People should be allowed to have their own hobbies, their own passions. No, and sometimes stuff. there's no room for it. Yeah, sometimes it can, yeah. as you've heard this morning. Okay. Just go too far. Well, then let's let's throw it out there. Where's let's... Daddy? He's at the Star Wars convention again. Yeah, he's dressed as a stormtrooper. <laughs> Are you going to tell the kids that? The kid can go with him. Guys, listen. He could be a little guys. Um, Hogwarts or whatever they're called. No, he could be um, R2-D2. Is that the same? Is that what? Guys. Uh, this is it. When is, how has Star Wars impacted on your life? And let's celebrate the pluses and the minuses. So, in a, po- a positive way or a negative way. And uh, how have hobbies ruined your relationship? I've got a Princess Leia costume. Shall I leave it there? Mm. No, bring it in. Bring it in. <laughs> Justin, thank you. Thank oh, you. Well, wait, what should we send them out on now? What do you fancy, Guys, just? give me a five-minute breather first after that. No. Uh, well, guys, whatever you want, honestly, whatever you well, want. Well, there's a couple... I'm, let me throw out a couple of headlines at you and see what grabs your attention. Yeah, go on. Um, uh, hang on a second. Uh, men don't like funny women. Mm, okay. The Apple Watch. The Apple Watch? Mm. Oh, I've seen that. That thing is absolutely hideous. It's horrible, isn't it? It yeah. doesn't even do anything. Disgusting, yeah. It, it, it's yeah. 300 quid. It's horrible. It's, it. it's the cheapest, yeah. It's the cheapest one. It's 300 quid. Uh, nonsense. Shiny, though, isn't it? Um, or, or ever injured yourself in your sleep after a woman smacked her husband and broke his nose while she was asleep? That's going to be a tough one. I yep. think we are going to get the best stories on that one. I'm going to try You're with the latter, OK? Go, go and find that fella from Star Wars again. <laughs> oh, dear. Justin, speak to you later. Cheers, boss. Thank you very much. Oh, wait, four, uh, no, hang on. What's the number here? Oh, wait, Four five nine four double five five double five. How has Star Wars impacted on your life, and have your hobbies got in the way? Oh, Catherine, Grumpy Jamie's given you a Pride of Britain award on on Twitter. Richie deserved. I think you'll uh, what, agree. What's that for? Coming to work and trying my best, despite having a very stiff neck. You trying your best? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 towards London, there are delays from Junction 11 for Dunstable Road to Junction 9 for Redbourne because of an accident. It's on the hard shoulder, but it's still very slow past the scene. On the A1M southbound, it's slow from Junction 1 for the M25 uh, from Junction 3 for St Albans, sorry, southbound. And that's because of on the A1 southbound, there's a lorry broken down on the entry slip road at Junction 23 for the M25 at St Albans. In Hitchin on Mulmead Hill, that's looking very slow on the speed sensors between Carters Lane and Purton Road. And in High Wycombe on the A4, 
404 Marlow Hill. That's looking very busy as well on the speed sensors. On the train departure boards, so though, no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Genuinely very moved by that gentleman's story. Poor fella. Good luck to him. 7.46, it's Tuesday the 10th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hemel Hempstead MP Mike Penning is urging the Solicitor General to overturn a suspended sentence given to a man from the town for sexually abusing a child. A fundraising page set up for a Watford supporter critically injured in an attack after Saturday's match at Wolves has raised more than £17,000. And the oak tree that forms the centrepiece of the Midsummer Place shopping centre in Milton Keynes won't be removed despite the fact it's died. Let's get the weather. Here's Jen. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, good morning. It's a fine and dry day. We've got plenty of sunshine on offer. Uh, the sunshine perhaps turning a bit hazy by this afternoon, but slightly warmer temperatures than yesterday. We're up to highs of around 10 degrees Celsius, which is 50 in Fahrenheit. So with a light breeze, it really is going to feel rather pleasant. Now, we keep those clear skies as we head into this evening. The temperatures will fall away quite sharply, so a slight frost in more rural spots. Elsewhere, I think the temperature's falling to around 3 or 4 degrees, with the southerly breeze just picking up by the time we get to around dawn. For Wednesday though, it's a bright start to the morning, but through the day a weather front moves in from the west and that's going to gradually turn things a bit cloudier, a bit breezier and it will bring some outbreaks of rain, but not until after dark. I think through most of Wednesday we will get away with a dry day. Temperatures tomorrow up to a high of between 9 and 11 degrees. For Thursday, mostly cloudy with the odd shower later in the day, but the wind picking up as we head into Friday. It's looking cloudy with spells of rain, but then as we head towards the weekend, high pressure wind out, it's got to be dry, fine and settled. And that's your forecast. Jen, it's the first time I believe you've done the weather for us. We like to it know is. a little bit about the people we're working with. So, uh, uh, what part of Scotland are you from? What part of Scotland? Um, Newcastle. Really? Yes. Majority. Oh, blimey. I, I can... Well, uh, well we've learned something new, Jen. Thank you. I could have sworn that was a Scotch accent. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. It starts off with going to a needle exchange and there's support workers in there. In that treatment centre, it still hadn't got to the nub of the problem. It hadn't, no. But there is a way you can hear it all again. Lee from Luton began drinking at the age of 12. I'd wake up in the morning, the first thing on my mind would be a drink. drink. bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio. My dad came to see me on that prison sentence and and, um, he told me he was dying of terminal cancer and he wanted to make things right before he died. He took me back into his home. He'd done his best and um, the bottom line was I, I still couldn't stop using drugs. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. What you missed. bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio. I don't particularly want to dwell on this story, but a property tycoon has been ordered by a judge to pay his wife £72.3 million in a divorce deal. He didn't want to pay her anything, did he? The gentleman's name? Randy Work. Oh. It's Randy Work if you can get it. Yeah, Kels? Yep. It's Randy Work if you can get it. There was um, a, a gentleman... She uh, got £79 million pounds worth. There was a gentleman in America, and he worked for the government. I can't remember what he did. It was like... He was, it was, it was oh, an, an envoy. Randy Bumgardner. <laughs> 
But Randy doesn't mean Randy in America, does oh, it? Oh, no, 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 no. They would have... No, 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 no. But still... But still... I mean, you think it would have... Tr- it's like, what does... What, does Slash know what his name means? I mean, he was born... He lived in Milton Keynes, didn't he? Yeah. And he, you'd think he would know. Maybe he does know. But Randy... Randy Work... <clears throat> it's Randy Work if you can get it. <laughs> his, hus- his wife was called Mandy. No. Randy and Mandy. Come on, guys. You're having a laugh. I like couples' names that match. 08459 is the telephone number. Uh, the, uh, the Mirror have, um, uh, uh, well, they've, they've compiled a list of things and uh, the, the amount of things that we use in our lifetime. I, I like things like this. Um, cheese. Now, this is wrong. <laughs> Why do we need to know this? Believe it or not, we put away 10 kilograms of the yellow stuff, cheese, every year. Or 610 kilograms in a lifetime. I dispute that. Me and Scoynes could get through 610 grams in a week. Which meant that I didn't get hardly any. You weren't enjoying... We went to a cheese restaurant with Catherine. Me and Scoynes. Yeah, looking, it was like... You weren't invited, Kelly. It was grown-ups only. You didn't invite me or Dealey, who are massive cheese lovers. It was grown-ups only. Uh, But Catherine embarrassed us all by not indulging. Well, I did, but, I mean, really... They were like... Words from our... Here we go. Here we go. This is a good one. From our, he said, knowing that he's got to fill for the nine minutes, his guest has dropped out. From our first mutterings to our final farewells, it's estimated we use... Have a guess how many words we use in a lifetime. Well, triple it. That's my figure. Sorry? Triple it and it's my figure. Well, that doesn't mean... Well, how many words? I talk a lot more than everyone else. All right, I'm I know. I'm using up a lot of other people's words. Kelly, have a guess how many words we used. 65 billion. I- idiot. <laughs> have a guess, Catherine. About a gazillion. Right, you're idiots. 123 million. That was close. And we swear up to 408,000 times. Yeah, Again, a morning. Triplet. Who's counting this? Well, I'm guessing it's Rod McPhee who's written this I story. I think it's that guy from Sesame Street. One crazy bat. Ah, ah, ah. Holidays? <laughs> think you never go away? Uh, yes, we do, it says here. Uh, yes, we do. During the average life, we take almost 60 holidays. Why Why are people telling us this? Here we go. This why is a good one. Why they Though we'll end up living on average no more than 63 miles from where we're born, I live six miles from where I was born. That nuts. I live a mile. We will go through eight yes. different houses. I've been through loads more than that. You had two, though, didn't you? Yeah, for legal reasons. Eggs. How many eggs do you eat a year? Three. 368. Right, split the difference, it's 183. Wind. With all those beans and eggs consumed, it's no wonder we're a flatulent species. Oh. Most humans pass an eye-watering 36,000 litres of gas. Yeah, morning. Litres? Yeah, you you measure gas in uh, liquid measurements. Everyone knows that. Well, Revolting. my boys, you should do anyway. They've not learnt the control functions that a lot of us have. Oh, dear. Um, toilet rolls. OK, how many toilet rolls do we go through? I don't know, but Guys, no one I, replaces I, I, them. I, I haven't got a guest. I'm doing literally the best I can do. <laughs> no one with, replaces with a, a them. I'm giving you that. Out. I'm giving you that. He says, she says thing. No one replaces them in my house apart from me. Literally haven't got a guest. I'm literally feeling the best I can, guys. Yeah. 4,239. Here we go. The loo roll, should it be hanging at the... Should the, the drop-down be hanging at the back or no, at the front? front. No, back. No, come on. 
hey, but this is why um, uh, um, both our marriages to each other have failed and ended in uh, acrimonious divorce. Not the only reason. The primary reason, and also because of the way I say primary. Yeah. Can you stop saying it? The primary reason... Can you just stop saying it? ..is the toilet. It's not the primary reason. It is the primary reason. Jim's on the line. Morning, Jim. Morning, What have you got for us, boss? A guest, oh, has dropped, a guest has dropped out, Jim. I'm doing my best at filling. It just turns out there's not a lot in the papers this morning. Wow. So that's I'm why going, it's a bit dull. Like I'm going mushrooming as usual. You're going what? Mushrooming? I'm going, yes. Morels, the spring mushrooms, the morels. Are they the ones that um, uh, help you communicate psychically with your cat, as they did to me uh, once? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no, no, there was a Jeremy Clarkson like. Okay, okay, so there's nothing the ones, hallucinogenic. Uh, uh, like little holes in them. Okay. No, no. Good, no. good, good. We don't condone anyway, that. This lovely young lady in Kent had saved enough money and bought herself a cottage. She named the cottage Cheese End. She lived in, near Sandwich, Kent. So her full address now is Cheese End Ham Sandwich Kent. And that is true. That's a fact. Now, that's a real you, address. You say, you say that's true. <laughs> how, how do you know that's true? You made that up, haven't you, Jim? No, I haven't. No, You're a naughty man. It was on a BBC show about 10 years ago. I think it was probably a London show. Yeah. Oh, the best this ones are. true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jim, where are you going? A lovely show. Sorry, nah, it's, a, it's a bit flaccid today. We don't, we can't, my, we can't get the, the high notes every day. My, where are you? Where are you going mushrooming, Jim? Ian, I am. I have case, and I'm going mushrooming at Fairfield. There is a small conifer wood up there. I'm yeah. going to have a look at. Then I'm going to have a cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, in the, in the countryside, in, in, in near Fairfield, yeah, Harfordshire. Yes. Then I'm going to hit across the A10. And go to Chisel. There's another wood there, yeah. high wood. Yeah. I'm going to stop there and have a little walk and have another little cup of tea again. Yeah. And if I have time, I should go as far as Saffron Walden today, casing and look in likely areas yeah. where the morel mushrooms grow, Morcella esculenta, the morel family of mushrooms. Can't you buy? You, you can buy mushrooms in Tesco's now, can't you? I think they've started yes, selling can, them. Actually, you can buy these dried. Uh, they're four hundred and eighty pounds dried for one kilo. Put it, you Jim! Can put, you can put, put it on the web, no problem. Morels, dried morels, put it on the web. And they do sell them in London. They also sell them in supermarkets, yeah. Uh, but you can get them in Saffron Walden. You get them growing in East Anglia on uh, chalky soil with uh, primarily ash, the ash tree. Can you just do me a favour, Jim? Can you say chalky soil again? Chalky soil. Say it really quickly. <laughs> Go on. Chalky soil. <laughs> Hey, Jim, well, Jim, listen, you sound like a real fun guy. Yeah, yep. Yeah? Yep. I've got all my, I've got two cameras with me, a what? thermos flask, and I'm just, I'm going to, when I get off here now, I'm going to charge my phone, because it's off charge. And what does your wife think about all of this? I don't know, she's just given up with me, we're retired though, <laughs> we're, we're too old. Jim, you're a good lad, thank you for being a good sport. Well, he's, he's, uh, he's got his day planned out. He's glad he's out, if they're retired, oh. He didn't sound, ret- he sounded um, relatively young. He sounded working. Kerry's on the line, morning, Kerry. Morning, Ian. How are you? I'm I'm getting by. I'm getting by. There's a lot of filler this morning, but we uh, oh. it's all right. What have you got for us, Kerry? Um, my my uh, well, my husband has an addiction to Formula One. Absolutely besotted with um, Ferrari. Um, Nick Ferrari. We... It's the second time he's been mentioned. <laughs> when we'd been married ten years, in his wisdom, he decided um, for our tenth wedding anniversary, he decided to go with some friends 
to um, one of the Grand Prix in Italy, um, was not impressed. So when he came back, there were two kittens running around the house. Whoa! <laughs> he wasn't very impressed with that, I have to say. Hang on, he, t- he went to Italy to the Grand Prix for, yes. for your wedding anniversary and left you at home? Yeah, I had a party with all my friends oh, and all mate. my girlfriends. Yeah. yeah, and then... It's funny, though, since then, he's been there every single wedding anniversary since. Yeah, he doesn't want any more pets turning up, that's why. He's worried you're going to get more pets. And talking about pets, I enjoyed watching you last night on the show, on um, your cat show. Cats, oh, they had to change the name, because it was Cats Do the Funniest Things, but then ITV threatened to sue. What was it, I can't remember what it was called last night. Oh, I didn't take cat, notes cats, la- cats will make you laugh. Watch this cat as it tries to jump from a car to the roof of a building and fails. It was yeah, that, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it, I have to say, you were very good. Like, we were very impressed. Kerry, you're very, very kind. Thank you very much indeed. That's what the one where they told you. you, could you try it again without the sarcasm? <laughs> I've been too sarcastic. Hey, we went to um, the pet shop yesterday to um, uh, get some presents for my cat's birthday. Well... She's 15. Uh, Fair enough. And um, they sell... The boys were... were, They were selling live locusts Mm -hmm. there. For the snakes. For the snakes. And the boys were going... And they're only a quid. And I I was so tempted to buy the boys some live locusts. I didn't. Put them in with the stickies. Well, I was going to put them in my wife's bed. That'll have taught her a lesson. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, we're just hearing that a second accident has happened at Junction 10 for the M1 Luton Airport Spur Road. That's causing, well, they've already laid from Junction 11 for Dunstable Road, so that will cause that to get even busier. On the uh, Junction 9 for Redbourne, there's been an accident that's on the hard shoulder, so it was already looking very slow from Junction 11. Looking at the M40 towards London, it's very slow from Junction 2 for Beaconsfield towards Junction 1A for the M25. And on the A1M southbound, it's very slow from Junction 3 for St Albans to the M25 because of a breakdown on the entry slip road at Junction 23 at the A1. And on the trains departure boards, no reports of any problems at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Excellently done. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hemel MP criticises suspended sentence for sex offender. Online fund for Watford fan tops £17,000. And unions claim Lister Hospital staff will have pay cut. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hemel Hempstead MP Mike Penning is urging the Solicitor General to overturn a suspended sentence given to a man from the town for sexually abusing a child. The 19-year-old man pleaded guilty to two counts of sexual activity with an eight-year-old boy. Mr Penning says the public will not have confidence in the decision of the trial judge. Well, it seems to say, right, it's a custodial sentence, but then I'm going to suspend it and don't do it. And I'm sure there's other things out there in the probation service. We're working, there's a community order there. and it's all, But we need to have confidence. And I, from my point of view, I spoke to the Solicitor General last night and said to him, do you think this is right that I refer this to you? And he said yes. An online fundraising page set up for a Watford supporter critically injured in an attack after Saturday's match at Wolves has raised more than £17,000. Father of two, Nick Crewis from Hemel Hempstead, was walking back to 
Wolverhampton train station with friends when they were attacked. Hornet supporters have criticised policing at the ground, but West Midlands police say the match was identified as only needing club security. An inquest will be held today into the death of a three-year-old girl killed by a bus in Luton. Mayor Shazad was run over in Berry Park last summer. Her parents are now campaigning for the road layout to be changed, although Bedfordshire police say its investigation found it was a tragic accident and nobody was to blame. Two helicopters carrying contestants and crew from a French reality television show have crashed in Argentina, killing all ten people on board. Among the dead are three top French sports stars, including a swimmer who won gold at the London Olympics. It's claimed around 300 staff working at Stevenage's Lister Hospital will have their pay cut by as much as £6 an hour in some cases. The UCAT union says the changes being introduced by G4S from April could put services under threat. G4S says the vast majority of staff will either get a pay increase or see no changes in their hourly rate. Adam Oakes is from the union. We refute that. I mean, there's, I mean by their own admission in letters that they sent to the staff on Saturday morning, only 65% will benefit from an hourly rate increase but when you weigh up the fact that they're going to lose pay that they were gained for working on a bank holiday their sick entitlement to annual leave we believe that everyone will be worse off under their proposals Police are linking eight knife point robberies at shops in Luton and South Bedfordshire in the last ten days three have happened at the same shop in Albert Road in Luton the latest being on Saturday night It's been confirmed that the oak tree that forms the centrepiece of the Midsummer Place shopping centre in Milton Keynes has died Managers say it could become unstable they're taking urgent action to protect the public. More from Jane Killick. Branches are to be cut back to make sure they don't fall off on unsuspecting shoppers. Signs will be put up to warn the public not to go near the tree and round-the-clock security will make sure those signs are obeyed. But the shopping centre says it won't be removing the tree anytime soon and will work with the council to decide on the next move for the valued landmark. In sport, Arsenal are through to the semi-finals of the FA Cup after a 2-1 win at Manchester United. The weather, dry and mainly sunny, a maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up, rather serious story about a, a, a 19-year-old chap admitted sexually abusing an 8-year-old boy didn't go to prison for it. And from that to the ridiculous. How has Star Wars impacted your relationship? What do you have on your toast? Hobbies that get in the way of loving? Anything else? It seems it's not restricted to just men either. Oh, really? I just had an anonymous phone call from a woman who hey. says she's got a serious addiction to Justin Dealey. Oh, for goodness sakes, no. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. We're also doing Injured in Your Sleep. Oh, yeah, woman battered her husband in her sleep. Broke I've his nose. Broke his nose. I've, given, I've uh, given myself a very nasty cut in my sleep. How have you injured yourself in your sleep? 81333, start your text 3CR. As you know, I bruise like a peach. Hey. And that always happens in my what sleep. I don't know what I'm doing. Furry like one as well, all oh. over. Oh. I'd imagine. Janet and Cheson, injured by dreams. Now I've seen it. I once had a dream. I once had a dream. I was Telephoto being... lens. Stop it. And very quiet shoes. Sorry, continue. I once had a dream I was being chased by an attacker. I turned round when he grabbed me, scratched his face, yeah. woke up, great big clawed gouges in my thigh that stung aye. for ages, says Janet Cheson. Hey, 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 Ouch. It happens. These things happen. 08459 455 555. 
Is that it? I think that'll do. Thanks very much indeed. Now, the Conservative MP for Hemel is questioning a judge's decision not to jail a teenager who admitted sexually abusing an eight-year-old boy. The 19-year-old man was given 15 months for this and encouraging an underage girl to view explicit images online. But the judge suspended the sentence, meaning he can live in the community on the condition that he doesn't re-offend. Well, Mike Penning is referring the case to the Attorney General to see if a stronger sentence can be laid down. Phil Romney is a professor of criminal justice at the law school at the University of the West of England. Joins me now. Morning, Phil. Hi. It seems um, I'm scratching my head slightly as to how someone could admit sexual activity with an eight-year-old boy and then not go to jail for it. Um, Well, every case is is different on its facts. I mean, I think what's interesting in this case is that he he pled guilty to four counts against two different victims both of whom were, were obviously uh, children. One was a 15-year-old and one was an 8-year-old. And on its face, it does seem um, the sentence um, is, is, is quite lenient. It's difficult to say without knowing, obviously, the full detail. Uh, he did plead guilty, which would tend to uh, go in his favour in terms of reducing sentence. Uh, and he's 19, so it's not like he's a, an older, hardened offender. But obviously, without knowing more about the case, it's difficult to say. Why would a judge uh, decide that a suspended sentence w- w- is more appropriate? What, what, what kind of factors would he take into consideration? Well, the big factors, for example, uh, acknowledging guilt is, is very important because, of course, if someone pleads guilty, that means the children don't have to give evidence uh, during the trial. Uh, they would take into account uh, any kind of psychological assessments or psychiatric assessments uh, in terms of pre-sentencing reports, in terms of the danger that this uh, 19-year-old might pose to the community. Obviously, if he was just to be a very, very serious offender, um, it's much more likely that he would be sentenced to imprisonment and he would actually serve that time rather than uh, having a suspended sentence. Is there is there pressure? We often hear, don't we, Phil, that the prisons are overcrowded. Is there pressure or, or encouragement towards judges to uh, not send people to prison if at all possible? Um, not usually in sexual offence cases. Certainly in other types of cases there, there, is, there is pressure, but certainly not, to my knowledge, in, in sexual offence cases because obviously they're seen by the public as being more serious because in many, in many respects they are more serious. And so in that sense, not normally in, in sex crime cases. Uh, Phil, I really appreciate your time this morning and your, your professional insight. Thank you, Phil Romney, Professor of Criminal Justice at the Law School at the University of the West of England. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, have we got any texts, Catherine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On toast, Janet likes breakfast, marmalade or scrambled eggs or beans. Oh, beans on toast! With a lot of butter and then the beans on toast. Cheese. I like I like mixing curry powder with my beans as well. Do you? Ooh. Curry beans. What are you was messing with spicy. that for? Lunch: scrambled eggs or baked beans or herring roes or sardines. Oh, she goes fishy. Fit no, mate. You don't put fish on toast. That is messed Supper, up. Supper: anchovy paste Be. or cheese. Do you remember? You won't remember this, uh, Kelly, because they probably made it illegal by the time you were a child. Catherine, you remember because you're old, you're common, and you're northern. I'm two of those things. Oh. Um, the, the little jars of fish, fish paste, paste you get. Chippens, yeah. And did you get... They were like stickers or something. I remember there being kind of a sticker on there. or There was something... I seem to remember collecting the lids of fish paste jars. And they were tiny, weren't they? Yeah, little round ones. And they used to have... They used to pop, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, sorry? We had Nintendos. <laughs> <laughs> 
You see? We also used to collect the uh, little tops off um, Smarties because they had different... Different letters, letters on, yeah. On. You collect all the alphabet, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, it's really boring in the it 20s. Was, it was boring in the olden days. It was boring. Do you want to see tell my phone did, in for another day? Tell you what no. I did used to collect, and thankfully I gave it up before it could become um, an impediment to a relationship. Yeah. Tea cards. What? Tea cards. Aye. Do you remember the little, you know, you'd get themes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my granddad used to work at Brook Bond and used to just nick them in bulk, so I had all the collections straight away. Great story. Made me very popular. 08459. Any more Texas? <laughs> yes, but I mean. Watch, watch me feel like a mother. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Road to L. You see what they've done there? That's clever, isn't it? Carflop Jan, Catherine mentioned this earlier on, Carflop Jan is driven mad. And then there's a picture of her leaning out of her car, trying to rip up her L-plate. You can't rip those things up. They are to off. She's had 250 lessons, failed four tests, driven 9,000 miles in 14 years. It's cost her five grand. Give up. She could have spent that money on cabs and still be quids in. I don't think people who drive uh, as badly as this woman obviously does should be allowed... To, they should be like, what's the, what, what should the limit be? Three driving tests, I think. Three driving tests, and then wallop, you're out. Learner Janine Mars says she is Britain's worst driver. She's proud of this. After 14 years of lessons without passing her test. Oh, wait, 459, 455, 555, by the way. The building site manager, 31, has spent at least £5,000 and is on her fifth instructor and has covered more than 9,000 miles. She shouldn't be allowed to drive at all, this woman. After four test failures, she admits, yeah, driving doesn't come naturally. Ah, uh, hmm. Janine of Chatham, Kent, that's the place to avoid. Uh, said, what? I can't quite master using both legs and hands at different times. I've had the same problem for 14 years. Well, she should get an automatic then, shouldn't she? Or a bike. The last time I tried to get an instructor, nobody would take me because they know how bad I am. It's as if I've been blacklisted. But Janine, who has never had a crash, has vowed to continue, saying, I've invested too much time to stop. This woman is nuts. She, I, honestly, I think you fail three times, out of town. No. There are too many. Hey, no. Clarkson said something in the week, and I don't normally agree with Clarkson. I do think he's Britain's one of Britain's most talented performers, although I don't like him. He's very talented, and he's excellent at what he does. And he said, well, he said two things. One, he said that, that, that um, only um, nut jobs that want to stab you use the bus. I can kind of see some logic in that. The night bus. No, he meant any old bus. Oh. He also said we should make the driving test harder. And I think there's something in that. There are too many people driving. And it should be... We should just kind of raise the standard a little bit because there are some rubbish drivers. He thinks he wants people to be super skilled, doesn't he? He just wants the best people to drive. But the, the, everyone thinks they're the best people. Well, I think I'm the best people and I'm uh, probably about to lose my licence. You think I'm a terrible driver? It's been great working here, guys. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. But um, in a few months, sayonara. I'll pick you up. All right. Wicked. I live in Blackpool. That's fine. 
You ever been to Blackpool? Yep. Man Awful. Alive. What a, it's like what it's, a place. It's like going back to the 1950s. And people live there, but miserable people live there. And the only thing to do in Blackpool is to drive along the... the is it the promenade? Prom, yeah. Uh, the prom, prom, prom. There is no brass band going tiddly on pom bomb. And it's just... Oh, it's a tacky, soulless place. You've never been to Crazy Girls? Hmm? It's a really good drag pub. Oh, flipping it. It just sounds... Abs- Excellent. I mean, sometimes you can't see the join. It sounds absolutely awful. I watched this thing, Ross Kemp, right? He's Ross Kemp and the Ladyboys. No, no. He's doing Ladyboys. He went to the seaside towns. Yeah. That's where people are being shunted to when councils cannot afford to keep them anymore. Yeah. So that's why uh, they're becoming yeah. really, really broken down. Ross Kemp goes bang on gangs. What was that? Would be a title on a show, wouldn't it? Anyway, I wait four five nine. Haircuts in Blackpool are three pound ninety nine apparently. Yeah, I know. And it don't, don't it look like it? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. There is no way. How many driving tests did you have, Catherine? Two. Yep. Betsy, <coughs> are you a fiver? Yep. I bet you. <gasps> yeah, I can tell. I yeah, five. yeah. Well, do you know my the first time I met Betsy? Do you know how I met her? She smashed into she your smashed car. Into my car. <laughs> I think. Well, under under my regime. I'm a great driver now, though. Learned my lesson. Do you know? Here's the thing. I've n- never seen you drive. I've, I've seen you in a car. What do you mean you're too good? I'm too good that you just don't realise that I'm driving. I have never seen um, Kelly Betts drive. I've seen Justin Dealey drive, and boy, I, I make sure I log down to the times of day he's going to be on the road, so I am nowhere near him. Under my regime, Betsy, you wouldn't have a driving licence, and I would make that retrospective or retroactive. 08459 455555. Let's get some Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M1 southbound from Junction 11 for Dunstable Road to Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road. It's because of a second accident in that stretch. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potter's Bar. And the A1 southbound has delays at the entry slip road for the M25 because of it being partially blocked by a broken down lorry. On the A1 Grey North Road, it's looking very slow between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout because of the roadworks. And having a look at the speed sensors on the A40 London Road in High Wycombe that's looking very busy in both directions on the train departure board so there are no major delays showing up at the moment Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you very much Sammy 8.15 it is uh, Tuesday the 10th of March I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio Hemel Hempstead MP Mike Penning is urging the Solicitor General to overturn a suspended sentence given to a man from the town for sexually abusing a child A fundraising page set up for a Watford supporter critically injured in an attack after Saturday's match at Wolves has raised more than £17,000. And an inquest will be held today into the death of a three-year-old girl killed by a bus in Luton last summer. BBC Three Counties Radio. Here comes a beacon in the uh, mist of filling. Oh! The whole show's been filling. Not the whole show. This is a bit rude to some of the people we've had on. We've had some excellent people on, and then we've had some excellent people not come on, and then we've... Um... Oh, one of those days. And there's nothing in the papers either. Oh. It's a very dry paper. You know, sometimes you get that. You get you, mm. Sometimes you get floods of stuff. We found one thing What have you found? Today. We're doing it for the phone-in. Oh, yeah. And I'm sensing that if anyone's going to have an opinion, oh. it'll be you. Go on, then. Let's, let's hear the piece. Why do you think so many parents today 
seem unable to control their children. Police, it's front page of the Times, you've seen it? No, I've not seen this. Police are increasingly being called to homes where parents are unable to discipline their own children. Yeah, yeah. Parents are demanding that officers come to their houses to deal with disruptive behaviour oh. rather than chastise the youngsters themselves. Sorry? In many cases, parents have been unable to cope with bad behaviour, including incidents as apparently minor as a fight over a TV remote control. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, from no. nine this no. morning, I'd like your well, reaction that's got me angry. to this. I know, I thought it would. That's a good one. That is a good one. Why do you think so many parents today seem unable to control their children? We've been having a debate upstairs, yep. and I think, I think this is where... I'm not, I'm not sure whether you and I might disagree. You want to smack them? Well, I mean, I, I, I would if I was a parent, yeah. Yes. But I, I tell you what I think is more important. Yeah. Fear. I think children should be a little bit fearful of their parents. And I think, uh, and seemingly some members of my team disagree with that. They think that children should never fear their parents. I still, to this day, am a little bit fearful of my dad. There's a tone to his voice yep. that if he uses it, I think, oh, my God, I've overstepped the mark here. Yeah. He's going to go mad in a minute. Yep. It's he's a bit scary. He mm. can be a bit scary. That doesn't mean that we don't get on very well. It doesn't mean that we have don't have a good relationship. But it does mean I am to this day a little bit afraid. And isn't that necessary when you're parenting children? I would suggest respect more than fear. Yeah, but the two can kind of be a bit the, interlinked. The, the, can't the they? two can be, but they don't, I don't think they necessarily need to. I, and I, the, the fear thing is an interesting thing. I don't agree with it, but I can see its its merits. It's it's it, it, it's tough to get the right side of fear, though. I was afraid of my dad, um, but I, I think too, he was too. Not he never used to beat me or anything. He gave me a wallop a few times, but it was the wrong side of fear. But if we're getting to a stage now where children have such little respect yep. and such a lack of fear for yep. their parents that their parents are left with no resort but to phone the police. Oh, that's just bad. That's just I mean, idiot it's parents. ridiculous. Idiot parents. You have a fight of the TV controller, you, you give them three options, you give them three chances. Give it back to me, give it back to me, give it back to me. The TV's going in the garage. TV goes in the garage. But, but then everyone suffers. Well, no, we have, we have peace. Right. No, who's, who suffers? TV goes in the garage. <laughs> yeah, but, but when, you might be watching it oh, as no, an adult. When the kids go to bed, the TV comes back out uh, again. Oh, right. Normally you don't have to do it. The, the sight of me unplugging... I've only had to put the TV in the garage twice. The sight of me unplugging the television and lifting it up is enough for those little so-and-sos to realise they have crossed the line. Right. But would you say your children are a little bit afraid of you? I bet they are. Um, Who isn't? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Uh, if, if they are, then I'm doing something wrong. Really? I think so. Yeah. But these, these idiots. These but idiot every every no. particularly dads. Dads should always be a bit scary, shouldn't they? Yeah. They weren't scared last night when they were playing with each other in the bath. But is there no? Um, Seriously. Oh God, it was it was terrible. Is there is there not a tone? Right, bar everyone out of the bath now. Come on, we're not having this. Is there not a tone of voice that you oh, can use yeah, where yeah. they suddenly go, <gasps> You will stop that right now, sunshine. Well, you use that tone quite often on the radio. I phoned up Catherine once and she was in the middle. Yeah, be with you in a second. And she was in the middle of, of telling off. It was your youngest, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was it was so uncomfortable. I never heard I this voice. I don't shout, I lower my tone. Yeah. So, for example, naughty step or. Yeah, okay, naughty step. Oh. Why has mummy put you on the naughty step? Do you think that was the right thing to do? But imagine phoning up, Ian, I'll be with you in a second. Do you think that was the right thing to do? It was terrifying. Right, in a shop, if they start kicking off, we don't do this. You carry on, we're leaving. Mm. 
You see, but you see, when little Kelly, when little Kelly has, uh, when she reproduces, which I I mean, I think it would be a terrible shame to the human race if she doesn't. But you know, I can't imagine Kelly's little children being afraid of Kelly because she's so sweet. I mean, is that she? I'm not opening her microphone because she'll say something inappropriate. (laughs) She is actually putting her hand over her mouth, but she's such an adorable. Oh. Would you do that? Would you? She'd have to reach up and oh. slap them. From the age of six months, they'll be bigger. Karate than chop them in the. So, windpipe. what is your question this morning? What so are you asking? From about nine this? this morning, here's what I want us to debate. Why do you think so many parents today seem unable to control their children? Your advice, particularly those of you that are parents, maybe your kids have grown up now. What do you think is the problem? Why are so many parents unable to control their children today? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Monday Night Sport is a sports programme unlike any other. I love going somewhere where the sport takes place. Go to the judo club in Aylesbury where he almost got strangled to death. He's just about to get flung in the air and crashed to the floor. Yes, it is about sport, but it's also about us two having a bit of a giggle at the same time. Anywhere on the green, he's got one over on Lucy, the uh, US Open competitor. Oh, it's... I think we can see that. We've had some great ones. I thought the wakeboarding was just tremendous. Yeah. That is so far out of our comfort zone. I don't quite know how I fell off, but I think it was something to do with the balance. And, of course, you can see all the videos on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash bbc3cr. Three Counties Sport on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bianca raises an interesting point. What do you like on your toast? I'm a toast enthusiast. Hot sauce on toast is delicious. I like a sweet chilli dipping sauce on... Everything. I like that stuff, but not on toast. Come oh, on. on toast, on jacket potato. I can I can get through a whole bottle in two sittings, and that's me being um, patient. I love it. Just pour that stuff on everything. Chips, jacket potato. I've even had it on a roast dinner before. You're going to burn your taste buds off. I don't care. Who cares about taste buds? Taste buds are for losers. Ah, sweet chilli dipping sauce. It, it, it's not that hot, sweet chilli dipping sauce. It's sweet. No, but in, 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 it's pungent, though, isn't it? Hmm? I love that. It's good, isn't it? Oh, I could eat it anywhere. Any time, any place, that's Bianco. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> now, it's claimed plans to reduce pay and working conditions for up to 300 G4S workers at Stevenage's Lister Hospital could threaten services. The UCAT union says some workers, including cleaners, could see their pay cut by almost £6 an hour. We can speak now to Caroline Malloy, who's from the publishing website Our NHS. Morning, Caroline. Good morning. Uh, G4S's involvement with the NHS, some say it's controversial. What are your thoughts on it? Well, I think G4S is is quite a controversial company uh, in, in many ways. Uh, people will probably remember the uh, the scandal over its provision of the Olympics, where it was found not to have trained staff properly, and the army had to step in at the last minute. It was one of the companies last year which was um, found to be overcharging the taxpayer for tagging. Uh, prisoners, including tagging some prisoners who've actually died. So, uh, yeah, they have a history of controversy and and I'm afraid of uh, a fairly uh, cavalier attitude to their staff welfare, I think it would be fair to say. And that's very worrying when we think about the, you know, the importance of the staff working. Well, I was surprised to see G4S in this story. What services do they provide to the NHS? Well, people would be surprised to know this because one of the troubles, one of the problems with outsourcing is it's often very secretive. So if you ask in Parliament, when I did my research, uh, you know, where are G4S in the NHS? 
they'll actually uh, be very reluctant to tell you. But it turns out that G4S in a wide range of health uh, services, I mean, they provide cleaning, portering, catering, these sort of services in a, in a lot of hospitals across the country. They're also doing things like uh, in private finance initiative schemes in hospitals, running non-emergency ambulances, and there's been some horrendous stories uh, there, including patients dying because staff weren't properly trained. That was an inquest found that. And they provide things like mental health, forensic services, drug and alcohol services, a, a growing range of stuff. I mean, they've, they've, they've actually, you know, we, we probably think of G4S more as doing sort of security guards and that kind of thing. That's where they came from. But they've actually uh, told their investors recently that it's a deliberate strategy of theirs to move into healthcare because that is, uh, I think they said it was more profitable than the vanilla services that they have provided in the past. The, the hospital has to take some responsibilities in there. We approached them and they said, oh, it's not really anything to do with us. Go and speak to G4S. But, but they are outsourcing to G4S. So th- th- these changes in pay, these cuts in pay, the hospital is, is, is partly responsible for that, aren't they? Well, that's right, and I think you put your finger on it, really. The pro- one of the huge problems with outsourcing and the reason why uh, why I, I've become very concerned about it is because it makes it very hard, as you found, for anyone to be held accountable. If there are problems, whether it's at the outset with staff complaining uh, that their pay is being cut to a level that they, that they can't live on or if it's problems further on down the line, uh, at each stage you get this kind of finger-pointing with the contractor saying, no, it's, it's, you know, it's the hospital, they're the ones who specified the contract, and the hospital saying no it's the contractor and us the public are left you know kind of in the dark really about who's really responsible and that's that's a big part of the problem but of course that's the whole point of the outsourcing model really is it makes it easier for uh, hospitals to to kind of wash their hands forgive the pun in this case but to wash their hands of the their responsibilities to making sure that the service is is properly provided. The NHS is struggling. It, it, it's it's leaking money. I suppose it could be argued that um, you know any savings could be appreciated, and these workers will still be getting more than the minimum wage. Well, I mean, they have to get more than the minimum wage, otherwise the company would be breaking the law. But uh, I think, you know, the the trouble with cleaning, as people will know, uh, in in the private sector is that it's so poorly paid that people are often, you know, I've spoken to many cleaners in the past who are holding down two or three jobs because that's the only way they can support their families. Now, it's one thing where you're doing that in an office, but I think we could all appreciate that, you know, our hospitals need to be better. Uh, It's it's more important that they're cleaned properly. And I think in terms of... um, saving money uh, that's quite questionable as I say these contracts tend to be wrapped up in secret I mean I don't know in this specific contract but typically with these contracts we do not actually know how much the contract is for we don't know if standards are specified or what standards are specified so we don't really know if we're getting the same level of service and we tend not to know what the penalty for failure is either, what happens if it all goes wrong. This is all wrapped up in secrecy. So, And when things do go wrong, what quite often happens, and, uh, I mean, Stevenage Hospital had an example of this recently with the uh, the Clinic Centre, centre, which had some terrible failings and had to be handed over, but actually the NHS had to pay to buy its way out of the contract. And that, I'm afraid, is, is fairly par for the course. Caroline, I appreciate your thoughts this morning. Thank you. Caroline Malloy from the uh, publishing website Our NHS. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, on, on 
the Jonathan subject of um, the, the, the how do you get uh, kids to do what they're told? Uh, April has uh, t- uh, emailed in. I do the same as Kath. I lower my voice, then I give them the choices. Minimum two but always one which makes life easy for them and they come round to my way of thinking. Then I make them choose. That way they are empowered. I do this with everyone when I'm annoyed. People know quiet April is dangerous April. Once a distant relative decided to argue with me and I gave them a choice. When I retold the story to my mother, she said, did you go quiet April and give them a choice? Yes, I replied. Oh dear, she said, I guess you're not talking to them now. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there are delays through Junction 11 foot... Uh, sorry, 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road to Junction 9 for Redbourne because of two separate accidents. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are mile-long queues between Junction 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potter's Bar. And on the A1M southbound, it's very slow from Junction 3 for St Albans to Junction 1 for the M25. And that's because of the entry slip road there at the M25 to, from the A1 being partially blocked by a broken-down lorry. On the A1 Great North Road, it's very slow through the road works at the Black Cat Roundabout with queues from the St Neots Junction and from Thamesford. On the train departure boards, though, there are no major delays showing up there at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Hemel Hempstead MP Mike Penning is urging the Solicitor-General to overturn a suspended sentence given to a man from the town for sexually abusing a child. An inquest will be held today into the death of a three-year-old girl killed by a bus in Luton last summer and a fundraising page set up for a Watford supporter critically injured in an attack after Saturday's match at Wolves has raised more than £17,000. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Arsenal are through to the semi-finals of the FA Cup after a 2-1 win at Manchester United. The winning goal came from former United striker Danny Welbeck. It's one of the moments I never thought I'd be doing. And um, obviously uh, it's a FA Cup tie and you want to get to the next round and kept making runs all night, trying to get in behind and um, trying to get a goal. And uh, when the opportunity arrived, I just uh, I was a bit, I was quite sharp to it and uh, I made it, just touched it past uh, David and started it in. And Arsenal's reward is a semi-final against Bradford or Reading. In the other semi-final, Aston Villa will face either Liverpool or Blackburn. Milton Keynes-Dons loan signing George Williams has been ruled out for the rest of the season at least after suffering a serious knee injury in last week's defeat by Chesterfield. The Fulham player who started his career with the Dons had only recently arrived back at Stadium MK. In the Southern League Premier last night, Hitchin drew 0-0 at Redditch. Tonight, Biggleswade hosts Poole. In Conference South, Bishop Stortford are at home to Staines. In Racing the Cheltenham Festival starts today. It's the final festival for champion jockey AP McCoy and he rides Jez Key in today's feature race, the champion hurdle at 3.20. More from Cornelius Lysett. Jeski, one of five mounts this afternoon for AP McCoy, is owned by the champion jockey's principal employer, the businessman JP McManus, and trained in Ireland by Jesse Harrington. Though the horse is the reigning champion hurdler, it's unbeaten for Geen, also Irish trained by Willie Mullins, and the mount of Ruby Walsh, the festival's winning most jockey, who's all the rage. While the new one, a luckless third in 2014, is the major British hope.
As well as Forgeen, Willie Mullins, who also saddles the very much informed veteran and two-time winner Hurricane Fly in the race, has the favourites for three other big prizes today as well. And at the Cricket World Cup, India have beaten Ireland by eight wickets, reaching 260 for two, with over 13 overs to spare. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Last 30 minutes of the show, uh, what are we talking about? Uh, injuries you've uh, done to yourself in your sleep, or maybe others have done them to you. That's perfectly acceptable. Does anyone care about an old tree in Milton Keynes? It turns out only one person does. Uh, what else was there, Catherine? Uh, also, driving tests. Should there yeah. be a cut-off point? There's this woman who's been um, taking lessons for 14 years. Yeah. She says she can't get her arms and legs to work independently. Let's knock it on the head, eh? There's, there's two other things. I want to squeeze in the Apple iPhone. I want to squeeze in this video clip that you showed me yesterday that's brilliant, the oh. Lebanese woman. And it kind of went viral. It's brilliant. Uh, see if you can tweet it again, at 3CR Kate. It's, it's okay. brilliant. Let, it's, it's about two and a half minutes long. It's worth every second. Yeah, it starts out slowly as well, because he doesn't half go on. Lebanese TV host cuts off sexist London cleric who told her to shut up. When Liban Lebanese news anchor Rima Karaki was told by a London-based Islamist cleric to shut up and that it was beneath him to be interviewed by, by her, she knew just what to do. She held up her hand, told him she was in charge and that he should show her some respect, then cut off his live video link. Basically, he wanted to talk about one thing. and we, In this business, we've all had these kind of guests, OK, where they're booked to talk about one thing, but they have their own agenda and they want to go off on their tangent. I used to find it a lot when I was a young female yeah. presenter with older male, normally sort of counsellors or politicians, to be honest. You'll, 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 get, it with a, you'll get it with a politician who, who you want to focus on a bad thing that's happening in a hospital and they'll come on and they'll say yeah but historically yeah but the opposite when when the the other party were in power yeah but look at the good things we're doing yeah yeah but but a man's died yeah a man may have died but 50,000 men have you know they'll do that and this fella's doing that and he's a right straight from the get-go you think oh what what a plum what a rude man sometimes you get the feeling that they are um disrespecting you because they don't respect you but this guy says it out loud. He says because she's a woman, basically. Yeah, I've I just retweeted want... it. Why should, why, at 3CRK, go and have a look. It's brilliant. Now, I don't like the phrase shut up, and we, we tell our boys not to use the phrase shut up, but... My kids think it's swearing. Yeah, but when have you ever told someone to shut up? 
08459 455 555. There are sometimes, there are sometimes, Justin, yeah. when you just need to go, oh, do shut up. Yeah, I know, but it, it does come across quite rude. And I think w- when you say it to me every now and again, straight away, I stop and I think, yeah. okay, something's yeah. gone yeah. wrong here what? in our communication process. Sorry? Why is he telling me to shut well, up? Because you're talking rubbish. Well, Shut up. Oh, shut up, Justin. Shut up. No, it is, it's not a phrase I particularly like. I don't no. approve of it. Mm. And we can say, when have you told someone shut up or when have you shut somebody down? There's, mm. there's a better way. Uh, this woman is great. She held up her hand, told him she was in charge, and boy, the look on his face as he says it to her, mm. and that he should show her some respect, then cut off his live video link. Do you know what I liked about her, though? She didn't get shrill. She didn't lose her rag. She oh, was in complete control. There was one bit, though, when her face was like, if you're going to play like this, fella, yeah. I'll <laughs> give you some. Miss Karaki attempted to warn him of the time constraints of the interview, but he only became even more aggressive. Hmm. At that point, she was forced to slap him down, saying, in this studio, I run the show. Al Sibai, the gentleman, replied, Are you done? Shut up so I can talk. It's beneath me to be interviewed by you. You are a woman who... <gasps> Still managing to keep her cool, Miss Karaki held up her hand and ended the exchange. How can a respected sheikh like you tell a TV host to shut up, she said. Either there is mutual respect or the conversation is over. Fair play. Cut her off. It brilliant. sounds like it's a, a brilliant scene out of, um, of Ron Burgundy. Well, um, yeah. um yeah. Yeah, she was, the bit when yeah. they sing Afternoon Delight. <laughs> Not that bit, no. <laughs> it's a brilliant bit. At 3CRK, go, go and have a look at that. She's retweeted it. When have you told someone to shut up? When has someone been just so incredibly rude to you that you've had to give it back? 08459 555. I'm waking up with 23 minutes to go. Justin. Yes. Uh, there's a woman. She broke her fella's nose while she was asleep. Yeah. Sleep injuries. What have you got? Well, do you know what? This was a tough one because I can't remember my last sleep injury. Can you, boss? Um, well, it was it was a very nasty, scr- very deep scratch on my yes. forehead a couple of years ago. It was definitely you and not some sort of spirit in your room? I was dozing on a sofa, mate. All oh, right. <laughs> OK. Well, I've taken this one to the streets this morning. Sleep injuries. Again, some of these are quite graphic. Uh, here's what happened. <laughs> Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. James, what happened to you, boss? Nothing, I just woke up and my leg was all cut. You woke up and your leg was cut? It's kicked the wall and then the clock came down and it smashed all over me. And you don't remember anything at all? No, no, just normal sleeping. You don't think it was a devil or something ghostly in your room? No, definitely not, no. You woke up and kicked the wall, the clock came down. How, how bad How bad were the cuts on your leg? Oh, they weren't that bad, to be honest. Didn't need stitches or anything, so... But, but blood? Yeah, yeah. Madam? You woke up to a very disturbing scene. Um, tell us what happened, or what, what you think happened. Um, well, I remember getting up in the middle of the night to go to the toilet, and on the way to the toilet, I must have fallen asleep or something, and next thing I know, I'd hit my head on the wooden door frame, and it didn't really hurt, and I went back to bed, and then when I woke up in the morning, I just had blood all over the pillow and all over my face. Ooh, so that, that's a proper sleepwalking injury. So you remembered some yeah, of it, but not all of it. I've got a scar. Just above my right eye. Let's have a look. Yeah. Wow. Um, again, I wasn't expecting that. Thank you very much. OK, thank you. Adam, how are you? I'm not bad, thanks. How are you? Not too bad at all. Tell me about your sleep injury. Um, yeah, I'd gone to sleep. I'd gone to sleep last night and um, I woke uh, during the night and I'd woken up 
and I ended up on the floor and I kind of bruised my whole leg and I'm like, how on earth did I do that? Turns out I'd left the drawer on my bed open and when I'd fall and when I'd roll over, I'd smack my shin on it as I fell down. Wow. So this happened last night? Yeah, so my leg kind of hurts a bit. <laughs> See, you must admit I've got special powers because we're asking this morning about sleep injuries and this only happened to you last night. You, you look true. shocked. <laughs> I'm very shocked. I hope the shin gets better. I hope it does too. Daily, where, do you, where, where did you get these people from? Were well, you stood outside a hospital? Uh, no, I just go onto the streets. Uh, wow. Sometimes I lurk inside shopping centres. Sometimes I lurk inside coffee shops. Um, either way, there's uh, three very interesting stories. The first one uh, particularly interested me because although he's saying, I can't remember, he's quite clear in the fact that he thinks he woke up, kicked the wall, the clock came down, yeah. uh, and the glass smashed all over his leg, and there was blood. It's 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 which you know what? Mm. Oh, here we go. Lisa's just uh, tweeted uh, sleep injury. Ex husband bit my arm. He was dreaming he was eating a steak. Mm. I was an octopus <laughs> and he chomped into my arm. <laughs> I'm surprised. Do you know what? I'm surprised there aren't more deaths in sleep. Yeah, because people don't know what they're no, doing. Very rarely do you get a murder or a death in sleep. OK, h- how would this work? Let's just say that happened, OK? Yeah. Let's just say somebody yeah. um, had a history of sleepwalking. Yeah. They got up in the middle of the night, they yeah. picked up a knife, they went onto the streets and they killed somebody. They did not know what they were doing. Yeah. What would happen next? Well, let's ask Paul in Biggleswade. Paul, what would happen next? Do you know what, Ian? I'm going to make a terrible admission. I was just putting the washing up away and I missed the, I missed the question. Oh, Paul! Flip it, heck, Come mate! On, son! I was just putting me washing up away while I was waiting. Oh, for goodness <sighs> sakes. We set you up with a cracking yeah. thing there. <laughs> uh, hang on a second. Right, well, hang on a second, hang on a second. Rewind it. Pretend this didn't happen. No, uh, no, no, no. I'm not putting... No, Paul, you've missed your chance. Stay there, Paul. We'll come back to you in a second. Christine? Right. Yes? What would happen? Well, it wasn't me. It was no. My, it was my little girl. Hang on a second, Christine. Yeah. All right, we're going to have to... Justin, do the scenario again. Okay. Then we'll come to you, Christine. I want to know what would happen here. So we're talking about sleepwalking, Christine. Yeah. OK, so clearly people don't know what they're doing. So let's just say somebody who's got a history of sleepwalking wakes up in the middle of the night, they go downstairs to the kitchen, they pick up a knife, they walk out the front door and they kill somebody. That person does not know what they're doing. What would happen next? What would happen to that person? Well, I don't know. He'd probably get reported and arrested, depending on the age and the circumstances. Well, we, we yeah. Mm. But um, I don't know what <laughs> would happen. Hang on, Paul. What would what do you think would happen? I think I think they should be uh, still treated as guilty because I can't I couldn't believe that that scenario could actually happen. Uh, but why not, though, Paul? If you don't know what you're doing, yeah. anything could happen. I used to sleepwalk and bang the walls. Well, in that case, you should be committed to a psychiatric hospital. Well, just because I used to bang the walls? <laughs> Come on, Kelly Paul. is suggesting we send them to sleep prison. No, you're confusing me. I thought we were talking about somebody going out and stabbing somebody. Yeah. In their sleep? In their sleep. And they don't know what they're doing, Paul? No, well, they should go to a psychiatric hospital. There. Or sleep prison? Or sleep prison, yeah. Paul, what have you called in for? Christine, stay there. We'll come to you in a second. Uh, just uh, this is a really just off the top of my head. Um, have you ever heard of a dealy bopper? I think that's something Justin does in his spare time to relax. I don't know. Oh yeah, they're the things we put on your head. But they're the things we put on your head. Yeah. I didn't realise they were called dealy boppers. Justin, great call. Thanks for calling, Paul. Uh, Matt has um, tweeted... Matt Lockwood, Lockers. Oh, dear. I hit my girlfriend while she was asleep... <laughs> ..because I thought she was a buzzer on Family Fortunes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear>. <laughs> 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 
Christine, what have you got for us? Hi, well, on the same theme, but it wasn't oh. me. It was my daughter. Yes. She was about five years old. Uh-oh. Uh, took her to bed, went, put her into bed. She was asleep. Yeah. We were sitting downstairs watching the television, yeah. and I saw her coming down the stairs, and I thought, well, what's wrong? What's up with her? Oh, no. She walked into the middle of the room, pulled her nighty up, squatted down, did a wee, and then went upstairs again. <laughs> I think she thought she was in the toilet. <laughs> and when I said to her in the morning, do you know what you did last night? She said, no. Oh. I said, I told you. So I never did that. <laughs> could, could, it could have been worse, Christine. Mm. It could have been. <laughs> uh, Christine, uh, lovely. what a delightful story. Thank you. Justin, of course, you, you've done that a few times. I've done what? Sorry, boss? Nothing. Thanks very much. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 Great North Road, it's really slow through the roadworks at the Black Cat Roundabout and that's uh, causing queues on Station Road from Tempsford and on the Great North Road from the St Neots Junction. On the A1 Southbound, it's still very busy at the Junction 23 for the M25 because of the broken down lorry there that's partially blocking the entry slip road and it's also causing queues on the anti-clockwise exit slip road from the M25. But it is easing off on the A1M southbound around Junction 1 for the M25 at South Mims. On the Looking at the M25 on the cameras, anti-clockwise there are queues around Junction 25 for Enfield. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much. 8.45, it's uh, Tuesday the 10th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hemel Hempstead MP Mike Penning is urging the Solicitor General to overturn a suspended sentence given to a man from the town for sexually abusing a child. An inquest will be held today into the death of a three-year-old girl killed by a bus in Luton last summer and a fundraising page set up for a Watford supporter critically injured in an attack after Saturday's match at Wolves has raised more than £17,000. Coming up, your texts, maybe your phone calls, 08459 455555. Let's get the weather first, though. Here's Jen. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. It's a fine and dry day. Plenty of spells of sunshine. It's going to be a lovely one. Just light winds from the northwest and temperatures reaching a high today of around 9 to 10 degrees Celsius. So a decent day all in all, feeling slightly warmer than it did yesterday. Now we keep the clear skies as we head into this evening and overnight. So the temperatures will fall away quite sharply. A touch of frost in places, but I think for most of us the temperatures will fall back to around 3 or 4 degrees Celsius. By dawn we do get pick up a southerly breeze. So there is going to be a bright start of the morning, but turning breezier as we go through the day. And that's going to introduce more in the way of cloud as a weather front makes its way towards us from the west. That's going to bring in some uh, spits and spots of rain later in the day as well. But I think for most of us, we will stay dry until late afternoon. Temperatures tomorrow up to a high of 9 to 11 degrees Celsius. Cloudy as we head into Thursday. Uh, we will see some spots of rain later on in the day. Then as we go through Friday, some further rain to come, but becoming brighter and breezy later and then we're looking fine and dry for the weekend and that's the forecast thank you jen every weekday morning let me get on with your consumer problems should i expect it to last as a 350 pound tv or a 250 pound tv jonathan vernon smith have you gone back to the retailer i went and spoke to the company that you paid the money to the jbs show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems so i emailed again and reminded them of the statutory rights which i've heard in your program if you need our help email jbs show at bbc.co.uk they back down and 
they are putting right into me that I no longer earn the money. And we could do the same for you. That's fantastic news. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Your team is fantastic because you look after the people. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. So poor Lisa, who uh, whose husband was dreaming and thought she was an octopus steak or something and bit into her arm. She, she has a right... Um, bad life when it comes to this. She says, my dad is 81. <laughs> Have you seen this, Catherine? No, go on. My dad is 81. When he when he eats bread for supper, always ends up in a fight in his sleep, oh. punches and kicks my poor old mum. <gasps> Hashtag violent French bread. <laughs> wow. And just in case you missed it, Matthew Lockwood, reporter here at BBC Three Counties Radio, Lockers, tweeted... I hit my girlfriend while she was asleep because I thought she was a buzzer on Family Fortunes. <laughs> what have we got on the Texas? Hannah says, I elbowed my other half in the head and I've kicked him in the shin while he was asleep, but he says that didn't bother him. It was when I freaked him out by putting my hands in his face, making a weird sound. Oh. I bet it went... Because mm. that's the sort of noise people make in their sleep, right? Mm. Yes. Everyone. Uh, we also got this one. Uh, my oh, husband... by the way, my boys actually kicked me in the ghoulies last night. Did they? They, were, they, were, they, were, they were falling asleep in my bed. We were listening to Glenn Campbell on the record player and um, they both did, like, sleep spasms and kicked, both kicked me in the ghoulies. What, in tandem? Uh, there was a few minutes between each one. I thought, oh, oh I've just recovered. I thought, what? The first one, I thought, oh, that's not so bad. I can survive that. The <laughs> second one, oh, flipping heck. Oh, dearie me. Anyway, go on. Morning. My husband had a bad dream, says Barbara in Hitchin. He fell out of bed, blacked both eyes and broke his nose and had carpet burns on both <laughs> oh, knees. Scared God. the living daylights out of me from Barbara in Hitchin. Now, did she actually see that happen or did he just come home from a rough night, <laughs> carpet burns? My dad had an injury, I've just remembered. Yeah. Um, my dad woke up in the middle of the night um, because my mum made that weird noise. <laughs> yeah. Because there was someone standing over the bed, breathing heavily. Oh, my dad, yeah. without without fear and without thought lunged at the figure the figure yeah. moved to one side dad ended up in a crumpled heap on the floor yeah dislocated his shoulder Wait, hang on a minute who was the figure oh my sister shed a nightmare but mum thought it was a burglar oh it's a, well oscar pistorius do you know what i'm saying could have could have been much much worse no there were no guns involved well but still I mean, a, 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 an angry i'm assuming naked northern man furious and he protecting his, his territory his gym jams on he's All from right. lancashire anyway so we ended up taking him to the hospital in the middle of the night got back my sister was so upset about what she'd caused she ended up getting in bed with mum she said she couldn't sleep all night though for mum's shoulders shaking with laughter <laughs> <laughs> when she thought of the chain of events flipping heck I, now listen, I am managing to wean myself off Apple products. Right. Uh, and because it's not the only way. Oh, Cheryl, can you put your phone down and give us, uh, and we're, we're trying to call you, but your, um, y your phone's um, funny. Um, and I'm on an iPhone 5 and I've resisted uh, upgrading and I'm quite happy to stay on an iPhone 5. It does pretty much everything I need apart from make a decent phone call. Mm. Um and, he, and and I'm excited by the Apple iPhone Watch, the Apple Watch. Only because it looks nice. Because it looks nice. The, Apple are brilliant at doing this thing. They send out a vibration into the atmosphere that makes you think, oh, I want one of those. I don't want one of those. I'm you very happy with my £6.95 Casio digital watch. The clever thing about Beautiful. the vibration is you don't know what it is, but no. you want one. Yeah. And I'm looking at it, and I don't, I don't want it, but I think, oh, I do want it. Uh, it, it. And it's been announced. It's 300 quid. That's the cheap one. It's 300 quid. And then there, there are three versions of it. The Sports is 300 quid. Then there's the Apple Watch, which is between 500 and 1,000. And then there's the Gold Watch, which is, uh, starts at 8,000. 
But I think, and someone can correct me on this, I think the technology contained within is the same for all of those watches. So what are you paying for? Well, the gold watch you're paying because it's 18 karat gold and you're paying for an expensive strap as well. Too flashy though, surely. Um, and also, I mean, you're going to walk around... I know some people do. There are some people... My, my agent, he's obsessed with watches. I don't get it. You know, if you're going to walk around with an £8,000 watch, well, duh, guess what? You're going to get robbed. What does the watch do that's so special? It monitors your heart. Cheryl. It tells the time. Does it do that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Just about. Um, it runs out of battery quite quickly. 18 hours. Watch vibrates... To, oh, so you've got GPS navigation... So it's got maps and walking directions. It vibrates if you need to make a turn. The thing is, do you know what would be cool? If you could do phone calls on yeah. it. If you could do the, you know, you hold it up and you're doing like, um, you know, you're protecting the president yeah. or you're Michael but Knight. You're, but you're going to need your phone anyway, so it doesn't do Yeah, it links up with your phone. It links up with your phone. So... Cheryl, are you going to get one of these? No. Thanks for calling. <laughs> what have you got for us this morning, Cheryl? Well, I've got I've got two two comments for you on your on your stories today. Yeah. Um, the first one about sleepwalks, well, sleeping. Yeah. Um, I it's not an injury, but when I was a child, I used to sleepwalk and I used to leave the house yeah. and just walk to the gate and just stand there at the gate. Oh, flipping it! But heck. the problem with that is. I used to sleep naked. Hey, 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 hot potato. And how old were you, Cheryl? Well, I was just a child. Oy. I don't know. I was, I, so my parents saw me go, you know, heard the door go, and stood, saw me standing at the gate naked. And then I did it again. <laughs> Do you know what I would be thinking? If my boys did that, I wouldn't be worried about the boys. I'd be thinking, oh, what are the neighbours going to think about us? <laughs> that would well, be exactly, my prime concern. Exactly. So my mum used to make me... I used to have to wear a nighty from then on. <laughs> I used to keep doing it, apparently. I used to do it, like, all the time. Oh, but, man. But and when did you... I don't sleepwalk anymore, and I used to sleepwalk a lot as a kid, and I, I vaguely remember a few of the instances, but I was kind of in a fantasy world where something else was going on, and I was wondering... Did you grow out of it? I did grow out of it, yeah. It's a shame, but I, isn't it? it was exactly the same thing. Just you would stand at the gate, never leave the gate, just stand at the gate. Did you have your eyes open? <laughs> Do you know what? I'm blind as a bat. I couldn't see even if I did. Have eyes. <laughs> oh, blimey! <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so that was the sleepwalking. You grew out of that. Any injuries in your sleep? Nope, no, well, not a... that I remember anyway. Okay, well that's something. But Anything other... else, Cheryl? Before we let you go, yeah, I, I want to tell you about um, when you were talking about this, the rude people. Oh um, yes, 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 yes. I, I long, long time ago, thirty years ago, I used to work for a, a high street brand now, but it was a very up and coming, very trendy store. Yeah. And I was the manager. River and Island. Uh, no, I can tell you if you like. Next. Yes, it was next. Hey, there we go. And I, I think next, I... next used to be trendy. It's I was going to guess Clock House. It used to be very trendy, and yeah. I was uh, working in the Marble Arch store as, as the manager. Oh. And uh, one day, this customer called, and was so rude, I couldn't get a word in edgeways, so yep. she was shouting at me down the phone. Yep. Completely, completely shouting at me. And finally, I just had enough, and I was going, excuse me, excuse me. And finally, I just said, excuse me, excuse me, do you know who I am? And she said, no. And I said, well, beep, off then. Oh! <laughs> Cheryl, Fantastic! It was perfect. Cheryl, that wonderful. What a great story. Do you know who I am? No. Well, flip off then. That's good, isn't it? So what does this phone do? The watch... Oh, here we go. Um, this is good. The watch will open your car door, your front door, or your hotel door. Well, how does it do that? With your hand. <laughs> yeah, it controls it your hand to go and turn a knob. 
It's fitted with near... Oh, it's fitted with near-field communication radio antennae. Oh. What's that mean? It means it's Bluetooth and it will, connect, it will link up to your, your phone. Oh. It looks, I mean, it looks quite snazzy. I think it looks quite sexy, but it, 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 it's, it's a waste of money, isn't it? It's a, it's a waste of money. Uh, Apple may have trouble convincing those who do not really have an iPhone, which is required for the watch to work. Um, there's some scepticism about the appetite for wearable technology as sales of similar devices by rivals such as Samsung and Sony have been relatively modest. I well. I don't want to give people an extra excuse to mug me, to be honest. And also, as well, the thing is, then if you if you don't take that watch off, if you've got a ten thousand pound watch on and you don't take it off, choppy choppy, chop out comes the machete, chop, choppy choppy, chop. chop 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 goes the man on his hand. Adam from Hemel sent us a text message about bedtime injuries. Oh yeah, do you want one? Yeah, go on. Why not? I once used my leg and arm to fling my ex-girlfriend out of bed while sleeping. That'll learn her. So hard she hit the wall next to my oh. bed. When she tried waking me up to tell me what I'd done, I had a go at her for trying to wake me up. Carpet burns. No, it's from why Adam, do carpets, Adam of Hemel. Why do carpets burn so much? Man-made fibres. Ladies, yes. If you want oh. to impress a man, now no. I disagree with this. Why would I want to do that? Don't try to be funny. It seems he won't be hugely attracted to a witty woman. Are you joking? All the women I've been out with have been the funniest people I've ever met in my lives. They would have had to be. Asked to choose between a woman who makes them... <laughs> I don't even, I, I don't even know what that means. Sense of humour. <laughs> Asked to choose between a woman who makes them laugh or one that laughs at their jokes. Men prefer the latter. You can do both. <laughs> <laughs> As luck would have it, it appears that women aren't too worried about their own jokes being appreciated and they like men who make them smile. Researcher Liana Horn of, <laughs> of the University of Miami questioned more than 80 men and women. Wow, more than 80 women wow. and women. How many more? Two. About how much importance they placed on a partner who could make them laugh. The results, the results are published in the journal Evolutionary Psychology. Well, there's a made-up magazine, if ever I heard one. Miss Horn believes that a woman sees the ability to make people laugh as a sign of intelligence and of the sort of high-quality genes that she would want in her children. Oh, get lost! She's just thinking someone's funny or not. Isn't they not thinking, oh, yeah, mm, he's making me laugh, we're going to have really hot kids. No. It's when, whether someone's entertaining or not and whether yeah. you're going to be able to sit there on a Thursday night when there's no on telly. Miss Horn said, said yeah. given that humour requires high-level linguistic capacity, women are thought to use humour production as a sign that a man is a mentally capable suitor. Oh, oh. forget this. You, you are talking... What? Make me laugh, you silly woman and your psychological bullshine. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there's a lane closed just before Junction 25 for Enfield because of an accident, and that's causing delays now from Junction 26 for Waltham Abbey. Also, anti-clockwise on the M25, it's very busy between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 19 for Watford. The A1 southbound still has delays being partially blocked at the Junction 23 for the M25 at St Albans. And having a look at the speed sensors in High Wycombe, the A40 London Road has queues in both directions into High Wycombe. And on the Great North Road, it's very heavy through the roadwork at the Black Cat Roundabout with delays on the Great North Road from the St Neots Junction and on Station Road from Thamesford. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, excellent stuff, thank you. I mentioned earlier on there are two podcasts out last week. There were. There's the weekly Best Of and there's also an exclusive interview between me and Tony Blackburn. 
Lots of people said nice things about it. So if you've missed that one, it may not have downloaded automatically. Go and grab it at iTunes, please. That's it. That's your lot. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Kelly. Excellent stuff as always. Just, we're back tomorrow at six. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, why do you think so many parents today seem unable to control their children? Police are...